Hello. Hey, what's up? You guys are worse than you. You two, because Atham's going to join us later. You know, he said, you guys are worse than the GF. You're like, I'll get around. Oh, I got to oh, get my fuzzy. I got to get my, I got to get my cuzzy cup. Hold up. I look, I look at the clock and it says, uh, 11.05. It says 10.58 as a matter of fact. I, I, uh, I know, but here you are in the chat room, jibber jabbering with the, with the peeps. And then it's like, well, where the heck is Chad? Is it is this like you're coming down like you're the Ed McMahon and I'm on the Johnny Carson, which, gosh, I wonder how many people in the audience even get that reference. But I'm sitting there and you're making your way slowly down, shaking hands with all the fan people, saying hi to the audience, like, get down on the stage, McMahon. We got a show to do. Well, I mean, I thought about coming on time, but then I had to get my Minnesota Vikings. I knew it. uh, Right there. You got to get, you got to go through all, you got to nest, you got to get everything all set. Like dogs, they, they, they walk around in a circle and they dig with it. You had, you ever have dogs when you were a kid? Yeah, we did. As a matter of fact. Yeah. Did they, did you see the dogs and they got to like make their nest all perfect before they actually like that? Yeah. It's so funny the way dogs, before they like, you know, sit down or lay down, they always do like a couple circles. Yeah. Sure. I love that. That's hilarious. What are they looking for? Like landmines, small, small cats, perhaps? They they just don't want to be messed with when they want to lay down. <laughs> we had this wiener dog called Pretzel, and uh, he was just pretzel. like Pretzel. Oh, he's great! My favorite dog ever. Although second close place was Louise because Louise was this wonderful, sweet dog. She just adored me like her son. She'd follow me up, but Pretzel was this. He, he, I the thing I liked about Pretzel because wiener dogs are completely worthless. They're like the original worthless dog. They can't do anything. They can't, can't capture anything. The, those dogs never caught nothing. All the wiener dogs we have. Not one wiener dog in the history of the world. The only way a wiener dog could catch anything is what they're originally bred for, and that is badgers. And badgers are stuck in a hole. So these wiener dogs are completely – but this, this he had the hunter mentality. And he'd always go chase after squirrels and chipmunks. He'd get ferociously angry if he was behind a window and there was something he couldn't get. And uh, for the life of me, he couldn't catch anything. But man, he would circle around and dig at at the at his little his little bedding and make sure it was just right before he was very pampered, just just right in there. You met my parents' little poodle, right? Yeah, they, I, I'm not a fan of poodles. They're I, gross. I, They're, you ever pet a poodle? The the fur, it's just gross. Well, that's because they don't have fur. They have hair and they don't shed. Do you, you probably saw this, you know, one of the times you visited. But my dad, I don't know how or why he did this. I guess it's a Vietnam vet thing. That dog is no more than seven pounds. And he managed right. to get it designated as a service dog. I mean, that's just such a scam, I think. Well, no, the, the service, I got a buddy who got hit by an IED and legit suffers from PTSD. I mean, legitimately. Uh, that's what my nightmare. I just yeah. that's what my dad said. So maybe Yeah, and it's it's not I don't think it's for like helping your dad walk. I think they were a calming effect because I know for a fact that's what my other buddy has is the dog. His dog is just as worthless as pretzel. <laughs> Leroy. French Bulldogs. That's the new upgraded version of the, the of the wiener dog. Completely worthless. They don't do anything. They can't hunt. They, they don't live that long, man. And they like don't live the that long. Yeah. Well, anyway, so like the pugs, the, all of them worthless. Can't do anything. But I, he said he'd be on in 15 minutes. He's, oh, he's okay. in no rush. He's in a, He has an excuse. He says, I'll be on later when it is so. But, you know, I said 11 o'clock, <clears throat> which you made by two minutes. I wanted um, to impress you today. 
Yes. Instead of like the 10 seconds before we go live, you're like, hey, what's going on? Crack. I got my my caffeine. What's the hate? Sun's outside shining. I got plenty of sleep. (sighs) Dude, I got 11 hours yesterday. 11 hours. I went to bed at 9.30. Woke up at 8.45. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, the past two months have been the most productive months probably in my entire life. Not the most laborious, but the most productive because I I did that online seminar on minimalism. Then we launched the online seminar on minimalism. I did the research for return on investment on the pursuit of women. I delivered the speech <sighs> on return on investment. We had the rule zero thing where I had to sit on my ass for five hours watching five speakers, myself included. Um, it's <clears throat> terrible. <laughs> well, it was, it was very exhausting. You know, because you you just it was work, 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 and then on top of all the other work, and then um, oh, then I launched Sanity is the Future of Wealth. I put that together, and most of that stuff is done, but now I have to publish. Uh, well, I got to refine the figures with uh, the resident actuary of the Red Pill community, and then uh, publish it, and then that that's going to be it for a while. Uh, because then we move on to Operation Evil, of which I have my agents currently working on it right now. So. Hey, starting uh, April, or uh, October 16th, I won't have anything to do, which I can't wait. So, <laughs> what? October 16th? When, when are you? When is not? Okay, have you had a not busy season this year? To not me, it this seems year. like, okay, it's just like yeah. nine months of busy season for you accountants. This year sucked, but yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. yeah. Not not to pry, you don't have to answer, but because there's been a perpetual busy season and a delay and an extension at that da 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 da. Have you seen a commensurate increase in your in your income? Yes, but I think I've talked to you about this. I'm getting to the point where I'd rather forego some of that to have more time and not get burned out. I mean, it's just me. It's not like I'm supporting five people, you know. Right, right. No, I'm yeah. I'm taking I'm taking a break after this. Um, Same. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and by break I mean, you know, regular asshole consulting in the morning. I'd love to get back to writing posts. Uh, Monday I have an article scheduled on COVID and communism. Why your husband is so angry, and I talk about how all this stuff gnaws at the psychology of males and whether your husband or you are Democrats or Republican. Every guy is anxious and angered and enraged that there are people about to destroy his family and his wealth, especially Democrat men who are pussies and live in the city. And so that's why your husband on top of COVID, you voting Democrat, planting little knives in their backs might piss them off a little bit. Ah, so good for the children. So I just, I know a woman's going to read it because it's not what they want to hear, but I actually have a legit article written. So I can't wait to get back to basics. It'll be very nice. Yeah, it will be. Anyway, um, we got – this is going to be the, the – what's the organ that cleanses your body? Is that the colon or the I thought liver? it was the liver. Liver does that, doesn't Maybe it? this is the liver show because I got a bunch of crap – not crap, but you know, you know, fan mail things that always fall off to the wayside because it's not mission critical. Um, but let's stay on top of the super chats here so we don't fall behind. And we only got two, I think. But yes. Speaking of a resident – hey, Fred, check your email. Uh, Fred says, uh, early birds, how are the other speakers? Uh, the other speakers are really good, actually. Um, <clears throat> you know, some, some better than others in terms of delivery, but the content was, uh, uh, 
I'll tell you this. So everyone gets upset about what they were charging 600 bucks. Uh, there was a lot of material. Well, I'm like, yeah, that was, that was definitely worth 600 bucks. You add in everything, like, especially if you're relatively young, if you're older, you probably, again, you're older, you're wiser. You probably don't need the stuff, especially if you've been studying. But I'd say if you were like maybe 30 or younger that, and you didn't have a dad around, that would have totally been worth it. Uh, there was uh, John Fitch talked about, he's an MMA fighter. And he talked about, you know, when is it right to use violence? Because that gets a lot of guys in jail. You know, I did mine on return on asset of women. And then what is it? Uh, Ryan Stone. I knew Ryan was going to be super philosophical and it was. And he introduced a whole new concept. We're like, oh, wow. I didn't think of it that way. I guess you guys have to buy his book or whatever. But um, yeah, it was. Oh, and then Rolo introduced his uh, kind of the premise of his new book about uh, squaring religion with modern day red pill demands. Like, okay, now that it, uh, the sexual dynamics of the secular world or the real world is X, that does, that is not congruent with the dictates of most traditional religions, which are Y. How does a penitent Muslim, Christian, Jew, whatever, reconcile that the, these real world realities that are incongruous with what the religion commands them to do. So that was very interesting. But no, hours. Uh, well, it was 10 altogether, five speakers, Ooh. five hours a piece. Yeah, dude. And I nailed it. Like I was, I nailed, I, I, they started me a little late and I had until noon to finish. I finished at noon on the dot, kind of like you getting right in at the very last, just right in there. So. Did any of this get recorded? Yeah, they did get recorded except mine. Cause it said, this is copyrighted. Do not use it. Also the data that we have, uh, I, fabricated it a little bit so that the numbers, the bottom line numbers didn't change. But if someone wants to go ahead and try and steal that data, the data is going to be wrong. So I sabotage the data because huh. people are like, Oh, you're always too worried. Dude, you know how many times that has paid out for me? Just assuming there are dicks in the world and, and inoculating myself against them. I mean, it's good to have low expectations. It's hard to be disappointed. Right, right. right. So it, it, it came on. But yeah, the, the other speakers were great. Yeah, it was, it was a good old time. And Myron Gaines, I got a youth. Are we pessimistic, Chad, in our outlook on life and dating and in the future and all that? Are we pessimistic? I'd like to say more we're realistic, but I, I see what you're saying. Based on what Myron said, we're optimistic. Really? Yeah, because he's this younger guy. Now, he doesn't have quite the social media presence. If he does, it's more Instagram because he's a, he's a model. And he's talking about running game in, in Miami. And he, he made a, a stark observation. He says, any cute girls that you see in Miami very likely have a, a sugar daddy or a sponsor. And, I believe that. I, well, I... I I had my head in the buried in other places at points on the grind, <clears throat> but the reports that he's giving because he's younger, I think he's only, I don't even think he's thirty. I think maybe he's twenty nine or something. But the numbers and the insights he was coming back with were like, uh, "Look, every gal's got any girl that's even slightly good looking has a sugar daddy, and you your game better." He he talked about the Pareto uh, ratio, you know, yeah, eighty twenty rule. He said it's more like 80-10 now. And I'm just thinking like, man, if it keeps accelerating like this, and he was like, he was in your camp where he said the the everything social media now, yeah. where the, the physical world almost doesn't matter anymore. And not only do you need to be on Instagram 
He even got it down to like, this is the social media platform. Forget Facebook, forget Twitter. No, Instagram. How many followers do you have? Uh, how many celebrities do you have following you? I'm like, celebrities? Who wants to? Instagram, I post pictures on my motorcycle riding and my hiking. I don't and, and you schmoes. Uh, hmm. But his his was like, oh my gosh, it's even worse uh, the younger you get. Mm. So uh, I sent him an email, see if he want to come on the show. But yeah, no, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. So. Cool. Uh, what's the next one here? <laughs> next oh. one. Uh, Woo lad. lad for five bucks. You two watching any sports ball? Bears three and zero to Chad's delight. Vikings zero and three to Cappy's delight. Uh, any favorite teams or players? You know, I'm not a fan of uh, Chicago sports ball teams, and I've uh, this this pandemic has helped me not be a slave to sports ball. What really are the are the Bears and Vikings playing today? I think so. Yeah, I th- yeah. No, 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 no. The Vikings. Um, I know this because one of my buddies is a big Vikings fan. Mm. Vikings play a different team today, but yeah, the Bears are apparently undefeated, which I don't follow. I, I couldn't care less. I the only thing I care about is cheering against the Vikings. So the fact <laughs> that zero and three makes me very happy uh, because I like seeing dumb Minnesota motherfuckers be miserable. I love seeing that, especially the people so stupid as to put their happiness, uh, build it on a foundation of sports ball teams. Well, DT did say that he's a Vikings fan. I remember that. There's, you know what? I, I He's wrong. <laughs> I, he's wrong on two levels. One, you should not be a sports ball fan. You can enjoy the sports ball. You could say, oh, look at them do that thing over there with that ball. That's kind of interesting. But uh, if you're a fan, like, oh, my, once you say my team, just get the fuck out of my camp. Go to normie conforming inferior world and go eat your wings. It's just, it, and there, there's a where you cheer for a specific team that's in a communist dominated society. Fuck that shit. Fuck them. Yeah, not that the Bears are much better. But. I gotta say, I've, been, I've felt happier like with that outside of my life now. You know, it's, it just feels more free. Kind of hard to explain. Well, were you more about the college ball? I was, and that's because, like you know, a bunch of us used to get together and watch these games, and that's not happening this fall, you know, COVID or whatever, and uh, I just, I feel like I can do anything now, because I admit I had a slight addiction to some of these. You know what I've found, uh, because I've banged my head against the wall, and you gentlemen will too, as you get old, and you ladies, is, uh, you know, COVID keeps everybody in, and there's no big social yeah. activities <coughs> to do outside. So then I get my, you know, some friends and some couples like, hey, let's go do X. Hey, let's go do Y. And oh, no, we're busy. Oh, no, this the standard. Everyone getting old, nobody managing their time right. And that kind of thing. And I've, I had to make a choice. I'm like, look, you're going to burn yourself out, banging your head against this wall, trying to go out, have a social life that isn't there. And I've kind of rediscovered video games. Um, so I bought some Nintendo Switch games. Uh, like dumb ones, Smash Brothers, Super Mario Kart, yeah. you know, just mindless fun stuff. And then I got Wolfenstein. I picked that up for nine bucks used. That's like and the first, the first um, Quake, like before Quake was right. Wolfenstein. Uh, the first FPS, if I recall correctly. But this is this is not the ancient version from the nineties. This is the latest release, like uh, New Colossus, and. Uh, I've kind of, I don't know if you've played the Wolfenstein series, but it's, it's hit, miss. It's like Indiana Jones, hit, miss, hit, miss, hit, miss. And so tech, I guess this is a miss because it was only for nine bucks. 
uh, for an Xbox One release. I was like, well, okay, well, maybe this is a crap game. But the, the other ones were all right. Uh, and then I got Borderlands 3. I finally got past a, a boss that I was having trouble with. And uh, that's been taken. And it's kind of, it's sad, but it, it, it entertains your mind. It occupies it. And then you're not frustrated because there's no failure. Like you, you play a game for two hours, like, oh, that was relaxing and calm. Your body's relaxed and there's no, uh, it, it's completely in your control. You didn't stress or struggle trying to like, you know, let's have activity X take place. And there's not people willing to make activity X a possibility. So <clears throat> playing video games is, is revisited, but yeah, same thing with sports balling. You know, we don't need it. I don't know. Yeah. Just kind of Zen out. Are you still running eight miles a day? Uh, yeah, I was gonna go after uh, we finish today. It is cold okay. outside, but the sun's out, so. Oh, it's perfect running weather. Uh, I didn't do anything yesterday, so feel like it today. Well, but you don't run every day, do you? No, I try to work in a, a couple breaks uh, per week. Like a lot of this is meditative, man. I mean, it's just been a crazy year, like you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just good to get out and run. I like the fact that falls come around now. And you yeah. can go outside and not sweat like a pig when you run. Um, I went for like, a, I think it was a five mile run. It was actually enjoyable because I wasn't sweating. <clears throat> Even going uphill or against the wind, it was all right. And uh, no, it was just, it was just nice. It was, uh, this is my favorite time of the year for, by far. Yeah. Yeah. Funny thing to show that Cappy still has a little bit of a soul left. So I'm leaving the Twin Cities or Minnesota altogether. And so there are only a few places I have yet left to visit that that have any bearing or significance in my past. And one is my old grandpa's place out in Morris, Minnesota. And then his, his other place that he moved to when I was a very young child in Henning, Minnesota. So I got, and I'm like, oh shit, I got to visit those places one last time. Cause I'm never coming back. <laughs> and Morris was my favorite. When I was a kid, that was the happiest when I was a little kid. Cause my grandpa would take me for ice cream and he'd get me this big stuffed bear pillow. And you know, anything with grant, we could get gas. It didn't matter. It was like, oh, we was, you got to ride on that bump. Of the car, it sat down up front. You'd go flying through a windshield if you ever go any speed and hit anything. This when you were a kid, then you could ride on the bump. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I, I mean, gotta I, go out. I, I, you actually gonna get this house uh, built in the next year? <laughs> 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 it'll be it'll, it'll be before Rich Cooper finishes his book. It'll be before Athen gets his degree. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. And they, before they, I become location independent. Oh God, you're <laughs> never doing that. That you're never doing that. Me and Atham know that's never going to hit. You're going to be in Chicago forever. And then when uh, your your street and your favorite breakfast place is all burnt up with Black Lives Matter flags and communist <laughs> flags up there, you know, say, remember when Chad said he was going to leave? And then, uh, I like my chances. <laughs> uh, so I got to go there, visit that stuff. But then, because fall was my favorite time of the year back in college, uh, I got to go to the U of M campus just what just to find a few places that exist anymore where fun should happen while I was working security or, or cal. But that's going to be a quick, you know, I'll do one walk through campus. I'll be it. And then I'm done. There's like, we, <clears throat> we spent the last time at Sebastian Joe's. We're going to go to uh, Jack's cafe one last time, probably hit Mancini's one more time and that's it. And then it's like, Gone. What was that really good one? It was like um, Crazy Susie's or oh Psycho Susie's. Psycho Susie's. That was yeah. a good place. Yeah, that was a good place. I that's not uh, old old school enough. Um, I guess it's gone downhill. 
Mancini's is pretty good. Speaking of which, I got an article. We, we might as well bring this up now because this is hilarious. Now, no, completely no disrespect to the woman who runs Psycho Studios. That is a legit businesswoman. I have nothing but the utmost of respect for her. That gal has acumen. She runs a good ship, all that other stuff. So this does not fall into this. Uh, what do you think has happened to the – well, let's, let me put it. The local political spin. All these restaurants are shutting down. How do you think the local media is spinning it? Um, Jeez. So they're obviously spinning it in an unfavorable way, I'm thinking. Well, not, not unfavorable. Why are, according to CBS, NBC, WCCO, KSTP, all the local and the newspapers, the Star Tribune and the Pioneer Press, why are restaurants closing down in the Twin Cities? Um, I would say they're, they're probably braming it on Trump. Um, they're saying it has to do with COVID or right. is that what it is? That's, it's COVID. Yeah. Now, here comes an article from CBS. And this this really hurt him to write this. I know this. 40 Minneapolis restaurants write mayor, city council saying perception of lawlessness will kill business. Perception of lawlessness. Perception. So the basically the peaceful protesters. Right. Like with Brits Pub, with it burnt down. That was the perception of lawlessness. It wasn't a real fire. It was a perception of a fire. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. All the restaurants on Lake Street, disproportionately immigrant owned, by the way, that was the perception of arson and the perception of broken windows. That wasn't really lawlessness. That was but, but the perception. Dude, it's all the right wingers' fault because there's the big bad boogeyman now known as the Proud Boys that they're right. Yeah, who've, yeah. who've been so present in the Twin Cities right now. Uh, but right. in any case, so. In di- directly against them. And here, I'll get to another one uh, here in a second. But uh, 40 Minneapolis restaurants said they're worried the perception of downtown right now will kill their businesses. And they're publicly asking for the mayor's help. What's wrong with that right off the bat? Well, one, the mayor is a useless piece of shit. Hopefully this is a cursing episode. Is, is, oh, of course. No. And Mayor Fry is the most worthless piece of oh, shit. Oh, he's the worst, dude. He, he's a pathetic. I, I mean, hey. If I had him as a mayor, I'd hate white people too. You know, I can see, I could see where it's like, yeah, yeah, that's 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 one we want to disown in the white community. It's like, nah, he's not one of us. That's not one of us. So weak and like sniveling and spineless after that BLM interaction. But but look at how desperate and pathetic and how far up the their own asses they have their heads with these Minneapolis restaurants and restaurant owners. They're gonna go to Mayor Fry for help. <laughs> What? I can't even wipe his own ass. And you're gonna he's gonna go, you're gonna ask him for help. The only mayor um, worse than him is the one we have here. <laughs> yeah, you got Golem, the black female uh, golem. Yeah. Um <laughs> the letter calls for city officials to create a plan of action. Please, plan of action. <laughs> You guys do like all these now. Come on, let's admit it's all Gen Xers now, right? But this, we need to have a committee to form a commission to study the possibility of maybe forming a parade. It's like, dude, take the time for action was to leave five years ago when the city was already the Minneapolis was dying a long time ago downtown anyway for other reasons and uh, people getting out of this. It had nothing really to do with crime. It's just there wasn't anything that we don't have to go into it. 
Now there's a darn good. You guys should have left. The, the action was to sell your property, to sell your business and leave and reinvest where there was actual growth, where it wasn't like you got to pay $15 to park. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, to get people back downtown, see that the, the city council that supported Black Lives Matter and the anti-police wanted to fund the police and are okay with letting their city burn. They're going to come up with a plan to get people to come back downtown. Meanwhile, everyone in the Twin Cities, especially downtown and the city council, basically are anti-suburb, anti-white, anti-Republican, and anti-productive. And you all, come on downtown. <laughs> do we go downtown at all when I visited? I don't think uh, we did. I don't. I don't think we did. The closest. The closest we were was Sebastian Joe's. Yeah, because there, there really is. There used, to, dude. Minneapolis used to be a great place to go downtown. There are a lot of cool restaurants and a lot of dance hall, even jazz clubs. It was very nice. Uh, and now, no, there, there was no reason to go downtown. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the restaurants making up this group calling for action include Black Sheep Pizza, the Dakota Jazz Club, which, by the way, used to be out kind of in the quasi burbs and was affordable. Now they're completely overpriced. Smack Shack, Hell's Kitchen, and Brit's Pub. WCCO spoke with Tanya Spaulding, who lives and works downtown, is representing all the restaurants in this group. And she says right now the city is at a turning point where change needs to change. Change didn't that work out really good for the black community with Obama? He had change, right? Remember? Oh yeah, you know, work. Ice cream oh, and unicorns. Yeah, you just need hope and change in there. That we close the gap. Everything's fine now. Now that we close the gap between black and white, we closed it between everybody and Asian. We're all making one twenty thousand k on average. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> uh, we got a few more super chats unless you were well let's get through this and and we want to address we want them to address they just address chad they just need to don't get more cops and fucking start locking people up when they start burning places oh no they we just need to we need a conversation we need violence interrupters i truly feel bad for the minneapolis police officers like i really do i feel mm -hmm. bad for them too but uh an eighth of them quit yeah, this is, and this is why every Minneapolis cop or every major city cop should be reading Poor Richard's Retirement and Bachelor Pad Economics, male or female, doesn't matter. You are going to be put in such a horrific position with these Marxist worthless fucks that sit on all you city councils. Because Jacob Fry is not special. They, they, they're a dime a dozen out there, spoiled little preppy suburbanite assholes who think they are going to tell the world what to do, all right? And they're going to not force law on their citizens because that would actually be difficult that would be real leadership okay so you guys are going to be thrown in jail you're going to be oh we gotta tie your hands behind your back you're going to be put not only a more legal uh, legally precarious situation but a more physically dangerous situation <clears throat> a, an eighth of the minneapolis police like walked out that tells me seven eighths didn't have their finances squared right they live paycheck to paycheck Mm. And what you cops got to do, you got to get your micro fuck you fund of six months living expenses. You always be looking for another job. And I, I guarantee you over time, you're going to see all these, not even that old of veteran cops. They're going to slowly leave once they find other jobs and they're going to be replaced with new rookies uh, of and even worse. They're going to be affirmative action hires. So you're not going to have like 
grizzled veteran cops. You're going to have noobs fresh out of the academy who are all filled with this Marxist leftist uh, socialist indoctrination and frankly aren't going to be qualified or are going to be lesser qualified than had you had objective standards that actually would you know provide better training. Remember the guy, uh, I don't know if you remember him, he was rushed through uh, training Minneapolis police uh, the Somali guy, and they couldn't wait to get the first Somali cop. Well, what ended up happening is, and we don't know, because you know, but uh, he. let's put it this way. He was found guilty of manslaughter uh, because he shot a gal, maybe uh, not intentionally. I want to be fair because it wasn't murder. Uh, the gal that from Australia that was visiting, did that make the news? Yeah. Okay. I remember this. All yeah. right. So now, now you have less protection for the citizens of Minneapolis because we can't wait to, to rush through people for a political agenda. Not good police work. Uh, I, I don't care about the, you know, but cops got to get out of there. So I have a feeling once these guys get their finances squared away, they're going to be going to, I don't know, St. Cloud, Duluth, wherever, anywhere but the Twin Cities. You said something. You say new recruits, new cops. I just can't imagine why anybody would want to join the force. Because the it's still a an attractive uh, romantic in the classical literature sense, not a romantic love sense. It's it's a romantic job. You get to be a hero. You get to run around. So that's going to still always appeal to younger men predominantly, but women as well. But there, I guarantee you, in the academy. And the schools and criminology programs, it's all going to be like, let's be more touchy-feely. That's going to play. And they're all going to say, we need more diversity. And they're going to sucker punch these poor minority men and women into becoming cops. And they're going to send them out in the field. And then you're going to end up like this Officer Noor guy. That, that was the Somali dude. Mm. Uh, who, which, which I'm not saying he's not guilty, but you didn't train him well enough. And now that guy's in jail. Do you think that guy wants to be in jail? And by the way, Chad, I don't care if you're the most diversity, diversity hire ever. If it comes down to siding with the mob and being anti-cop or supporting their officers, where do you think the city council is going to come down? I don't know why they do it, but it's obviously going to be the mob. It's um, going to be the mob. They are not going to come. I don't care how black you are, how female you are, how disabled you are. You could be the queen of diversity hires for the Minneapolis Police Department. When push comes to shove, they will throw you under the fucking bus. Well, just remember, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there's an issue downtown that needs to be fixed now before downtown Minneapolis goes in the wrong direction for good. For good? It's gone. What are you <laughs> For good? Spalding said, what's the plan of action? We want zero tolerance for crime, for the harassment, for the assaults, for the theft. What about arson? They didn't mention arson. And we want the greater community to know it's not lawless. There is law here. No, 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 no. It is very clear there is no law there. It is very clear that the, the city, the leaders elected by the people of Minneapolis do not want law. <laughs> Uh, while there, while some may feel like it's dangerous to be downtown, the Minneapolis police statistics say otherwise. MPD reports that property crimes are down 30% from this time last year in downtown. Yeah, they, they magically didn't include Lake Street there. And you know why property crimes are down? Because you can't go to these restaurants. For the year, you couldn't go out for like four fucking months. <laughs> and violent crime is down 17%. Uh, WCCO reached out to Friday. Comment received the following. Over the last several months, Mayor Fryer has worked with Chief Aranda, Arredondo, 
and taken decisive steps towards meaningful reform and strengthening public safety throughout our city. The mayor and chief have enhanced accountability on critical critical incident scenes, put in place new policy measures to emphasize de-escalation and over. Dude, you know what I would say if I was like, I'd say, hey, you know that uh, Sheriff Arapahoe of Maricopa County, Joe, Sheriff Joe, remember? Like new sheriff in town. I have given every cop the order to shoot. If I see any riot, any, you can all come downtown. You're all going to behave. With and rubber if bullets or with real bullets? No, real. I'd say <laughs> you you just, tra- be, and there'd be one day, there'd be one night where somebody would try some shit and then there'd be a couple dead bodies. And I say, I told you. And then they'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> There's actual consequences to us just acting like mobs, rioting and burning and looting and killing people. We get killed ourselves, and then everyone's going to be much more polite. Well, I'll tell you this. Despite everybody, you know, not necessarily following the order, but staying here, people not supposed to be out, et cetera, et cetera, the homicide rate is still double right now here. than Oh, in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I imagine that, keeping people cooped up. I I wonder what was going to happen. Uh, that's why we've made, they've made the difficult but necessary decision to reallocate resources within the department, re-signing over 90 active officers to 911 response and investigative work. Both are committing to work with any and all partners willing to commit to doing the hard work of creating safer, healthier communities and moving our city for oh, us. Bullshit. Now here's the list. Okay. I'll go through it. You tell me if, if, if you notice something, but you'd have to know culture in the twin cities. Uh, uh, East Side Murray's Borough and Barler Par, uh, Parlor Bar, P.S. Steak, Spoon and T- Stable, Spoon and Stable, Smack Shack, Demi, Pizza Luce, Union Crave, Brips Pub, the Dakota Mercury, Sawat D Zen Box, Afro Deli, Veli Deli, Hell's Kitchen, Femas, Angels ba- Food Bakery, Ruth's Chris, The Loon Cafe, The Loop, uh, Farmers Union and Birchwood Cafe. Mackenzie's Pub, Manny Barrio, Black Sheep, Shea Incorporated, Freehouse, 801 Chop, Stop, uh, Chop House, Constantine's, and O'Donovan's. Now, the five I mentioned, what about those? Um, what about them? Uh, Farm to table. <laughs> Say that again? What? These are all leftist. Like, oh my God, we're so organic and da da da. Oh, Pizza Luce sent out an email. My buddy used to be a big fan of Pizza Luce. Sent out an email. We're doing more to help fight racism. And I think it was something like, oh, we're going to, now don't quote me on this, but it was something that was like pushing true racism against, you know, whites, which is racism nonetheless, where it's like, and that's why we're donating money or helping out to the Black Lives Matter. No. Now, how, now I don't know out of that list of 40. But I guarantee you, damn near half are headed up or at least managed by or staffed by a bunch of fucking dopey, dumbass leftist motherfuckers that voted this shit in. And now they're like, oh, my God, we voted well, for communism and the communists are coming. I guess slight, slight counterpoint on this one. Okay, Just because of some business owners I've talked to here. Right. There's a lot more people that are based and they're only putting that BLM stuff and, and contributing to it because they don't want to get they don't want their stores to get like looted. There are oh. a bunch of people that do that here. Oh, yeah, that, that seemed to work. Yeah, I know. It's. <laughs> I do you mean, know what do you know what Dangeld is? No. OK. The Vikings come down. 
Vikings. Uh, who were Danish, Dangeld. Dangeld meaning Danish gold. Oh, the real Vikings. Okay. The, the real Vikings. Not the ones yeah. that keep missing field goals and never make it to the <laughs> Super Bowl. Not those fucking losers. I can't even say they're losers. I'm talking the fans who watch them that are losers because those guys are athletes and actually do very good, even though they miss field goals every once in a while. <clears throat> so I think it was Normandy or, or mainland Europe. You'd have these coastal towns. Well, the Vikings come in and do the rape and pillage, right? Well, then the local guy said, look, you're coming for money. We'll just give you the money, all right? Here's some money if you go away. So they hmm. gave him Dangeld, Danish gold. The Vikings took the money, said, well, okay, we'll leave. What do you think happened next year? They probably upped the amount they were taking. Hey, you remember that pussy, that big <laughs> pussy village called Minneapolis white people? The big <laughs> pussy village called Minneapolis liberals? And they like... You know how they just like rolled over on their back like that wiener dog we used to own? They're like, yeah, don't hurt us. Oh, and we still fuck their shit up anyway. Let's go back there again. You know why? Uh, they're insane. Because there was already one data point saying, look, they're pussies. Don't, we don't have to lose. Remember that time we invaded that, that one coastal village down over in, in France and we lost Thor and Ilmar and Grok? Because those guys put up a fight. Why? Let's not go there again. Let's just go to that same place. They give us your gold. Wait, no one walked. We all walked away. We didn't even get a scratch. You know, I don't know what else you name Vikings. Frank, Charlie, Bob, whatever. Olin. Oh, was it Oli? Sven. Sven. Right? Yeah. Sven, Sven. Right. Hey, we didn't lose Sven that time. Let's forget where we got a fight. Let's just go over there, bang our swords, wear funny hats, and they'll just give us gold. And they kept coming back, and they demanded more and more tribute. And it's it boils down to no one wants to do the hard work and face up to these people to gun them down. Say, no one's going to say, if you're out, pet, there's martial law. If we find out you're looting, all right, you're dead. We're not going to ask questions. You're under arrest. We're not dropping the check. No one wants to be the bad guy. Not the bad guy. No one wants to do the hard work. No one wants to do the heavy lifting. And that's the same thing there. Oh, look. It's like the Passover. Oh, I put blood. I put sheep's blood on my on my door. Pass over us, angel of death. They don't care. They're going to come for you anyway. Yeah. So, so I, I understand that's why they're doing it. They're putting it. But Pizza Luce, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. God, and, and Pizza Lucci was always hippy dippy dumb. And it formed 1993. Look, man, we're like all. Oh, a couple people in the grunge. chat. Well, some people in the chat said it sucks. Pizza Lucci. They say it's not good. It's not that good. No. Yeah. The only reason my buddy went there is, is like because it's nearby and they have good beer. But you go there. Okay, here's what Pizza Lucci is like. <clears throat> go back to 1993, right? And you were around, or were you over in Africa at that time? We had, we'd moved over there, so okay. Yeah. All right. In '93, there was this big grunge movement, and Kurt Cocaine and and all the Suicide <laughs> Squad and all these fucking dopey losers. Millennials weren't the first to go emo. Okay, it was Gen X. <clears throat> so they get their tattoos. Hey, I work at the bike shop, man. I assemble bikes, and I worked there. I used to work and assemble bikes, but you know they bike everywhere. And cars are polluting, and just just gutter punk, like proto gutter punk type of. That's who would work. Over at Pizza Luce, right? They're like, yeah, I'm working at the Luce, man. All right, so fast forward, what are we, 20 years now? 17 years from now, right? 27. 27, okay, quarter yeah. century. 
those same assholes are still working there. And they still sure. got their tattoos. And they still like, you know, they got their ear gauges, maybe 45-year-old with an ear gauge. That's who works at Pizza Luce. That's who's over there. They're like, we're in the bike culture. The dumbasses come with their big fat bike tires, right? That the douchebags go to Pizza Luce, work and attend. So you could go there. Okay, microbrew culture kind of came in. All right, you got a good beer selection. That's why. But then it's like, yeah, you know what? You already left this. Oh my gosh, we have like this organic tree. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. And I'll, oh, you know, white people really have it too good. That's why I don't see you employing a lot of black people at the Pizza Loot Chase. You know, I've only seen douchebag white people with dreadlocks trying to maybe act black, but I don't see a lot of black people employed by Pizza Loot Chase. I wonder why that is. <laughs> and so now they can't. So yeah, just fuck those companies. Fuck them. Anyway, there, there we go. The 40 restaurants of Minneapolis who are predominantly all left-leaning, bitching and whining to an incompetent, impotent mayor to go do something and raise awareness. And do you act, let me ask you this, Chad. You're no economist, but I think you might have the spirit within you. They think having a commission and having a conversation at the municipal level is going to prevent Minneapolis from permanently going the wrong direction. How long do you think it's going to take for the rest of the local community, and by local I mean the metro area, to have faith to want to go back downtown? How long? God, that can't even really be measured because it's going to get worse and worse. Well, these restaurants have leases, no doubt. And, and overhead operating expenses to keep these places downtown. They really think that this little letter of theirs is going to, next year, everything will be great. 2021, everyone's going to come back downtown mm-hmm. like it was 1997 and First Avenue. No, no. I'm going to say this, what few people are listening. All of you Minneapolis fuckers who voted in all of you Minneapolis fuckers that sit on the city council have made it very clear you hate hardworking people outside of the burbs, and you hate hardworking people inside the city. You've made it very clear you don't want private property. You've made it very clear you have, I would I would not say you're outright, outright racist towards white people, but you certainly want to blame them for a lot of shit. And on top of another big thing, another big thing, municipal manager Clary here, how do you get people to come downtown, Chad? What was the number one thing is you want young, poor people. They're young, but they <laughs> want to go out and they're going to spend what money they have. How do you get young people to come downtown? Well, you have to have jobs and or attractions for them to come downtown. Let, let's say I'm I'm young, 25-year-old Aaron, and I have 20 bucks. I want to get a martini and a little bit of food. Okay, I'll even over at the Times Cafe. This is one thing I look I look forward to. It's winter, right? It's cold. There's no heated parking ramps by the Time Cafe. Now, what's a big problem for me? Uh, parking? Parking. Now, there was an agreement. We had an accord 20-odd years ago that at 6 o'clock, guess what happened to the meters? Well, they're supposed to be free parking after that, right? Free parking. Now, yeah. I can park nearby. I can walk. I don't have to spend too much time in the cold. Then they started fucking around with it. And now, do you think there's any free parking in Minneapolis or St. Paul? No, because we have the same situation here, actually. Right. You you couldn't increase the gas tax. You couldn't increase your sale. No, you've got to make it a pain in the fucking ass to now find parking. Fuck with my thing. It's 20 below zero. The wind is blowing. And, and I got to put the little thing on my thing. <clears throat> Forget it. Forget it. The, the, the city council, which is the cancer's 
byproduct or symptom of the cancerous voters in the Twin Cities. You guys hate productive people and business so much. And you're also addicted to getting your government handouts and government programs for all this short sort of shit that you want to pay for. You have killed the golden goose that was bringing in the economic production anyway. So even people who live in the city, it's like, oh, I'll go out to uptown, wherever we go to find parking. God, it's a pain in the ass to find parking. Oh, now I got to pay an 8% sales tax to go fund the Target Stadium? <laughs> this shit is not turning around in 2021. You'd all have to have like this great awakening and at least become libertarian. We're like, okay, look, we want all the freedoms to do all the free shit. Fine. But we got to bring in business. We got to bring in economics and business. They're not going to do it. It's against, it's against their psychology. Too fucking stupid. Both the city council and the idiots in the Twin Cities. And so this is not turning around. Your little cute fucking letter, ladies and gentlemen, is it going to work? You guys need a fucking attitude correction where you start respecting private property and people's business and their money. But until you get this fucking communist dick out of your ass, it's too, no, no one's coming back. You're going to be Detroit. <laughs> We're definitely going to be Detroit <laughs> over out here. Well, you guys are getting there. All right. Uh, let's go to the Super Chats. We got Fred. Django Geek is the next one. You see it? Django Geek, five bucks. Yeah, five bucks. Marxists talk about workplace democracy and say most jobs are run as dictatorships. If they couldn't be dictatorships, is the next best thing a republic? I don't know what that is. Well, a republic is preferred over a dictatorship. Emphasis on dick. Look who just came. Look at, look at this fucking, wow. fucking aviator glasses. Look at what. Damn it, what? I want my glasses. Those are some fancy headphones you got, Atham. What do you? Where'd you get those? Japan, Japan. Japan. Wow, yeah. you look like you look like you're in a pilot seat with those. That's like what they wear in the airplane, so you can actually hear what people are saying. We need that digital stuff in the background, like you know, John does. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, modern life, John. I yeah, actually, I have I have better hair than he than he does. <laughs> uh, uh, so dictatorship. If they couldn't be dictated, is the next best thing republic? Well, the, I prefer republic over dictatorship or democracy. Hmm. Work, I prefer work. dictatorship if I'm, I'm the king. Well, if you were king, I'd be for You see, look, the most efficient is if you get a benevolent dictator. Like you could say Singapore is kind of this way. Is it really? You know? Yeah, it, it's kind of hmm. like like they're more uh, – they they don't mind banning people with the sedition hammer. Like if you speak anti-government trying to implement communism, uh, they'll come in and get you for sedition. Uh, you know, you can't chew gum or whatever. And, and mm. their, their punishments are rather extreme, but they've done a pretty good job of running it. And, you know, one could even say, <clears throat> say like the United Arab Emirates or some of the Muslim theocracies where it's a dictatorship, but they're not, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out, you know, they're not Iran where it's, they're cracking down that much, but okay, you can do these things, but no, no, no. We, we pray five times a day and you don't get booze in this sector. You got to go to the American sector to get booze or something like that. You know, streets are clean. Nobody shits in the streets in Abu Dhabi. There ain't no chop Republic or Chaz Republic Not in, in Dubai. In, uh, in Dubai. <laughs> no, I mean, I can, I can golf in Dubai and be pretty safe. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of, Democracy is not all the answer. Uh, do you got other stuff? I'm Eric I'm Burns Marsh. Okay. See the next Go ahead one. and read it. Uh, five bucks. <laughs> this season, the Vikings are so woke, they're socially distancing from the opponent's receivers. <laughs> yeah. 
seen that joke tossed around since uh, football got back. <laughs> All right, next uh, one. James G for five bucks. Best small cities for libertarians, meaning uh, over 250,000 in Metro. Are there any big cities for over a million in Metro? Any good places for dating? Didn't you write about this? Wait, he wants to he wants to know the best libertarian cities a million and over. Well, are there any big cities over a million population that are good for libertarians? And by definition, I can't see how that's possible. I, I yeah, I mean Vegas maybe, but that has nothing to do with its population. It has to do with its origins and its history. I mean, they're very libertarian because it's casinos and gambling and prostitution. Um, <clears throat> based on the the data I pulled out of Dallas, Dallas. The girls are at least hot. Hmm. I mean, they're, they're. I mean, go tech, but that's more of a function of Texas than it is the fact that Dallas is a big town. That's where Tommy Laren lives. <laughs> yeah, uh, Miami is fun, uh, but I'm sure it's a uh, Marxist leftist should hold minus the Cubans who do remember communism. Uh, yeah, but a, a large libertarian city, you got me. Hmm. I mean, Dubai. <laughs> go to Dubai. That's fair. You're free to do what you want. Well, no, the, you know what? Libertarians would get arrested in half a second because not only would they try and start smoking a blunt, they'd get in the cop's face like, what are you talking about me? <sighs> Dude, like you got, you got Nazi. Like, yeah, we are. It's a theocracy. Go fuck yourself and now you're in jail. So, yeah, yeah maybe libertarians shouldn't go to Dubai. Um, Dre is in the house. Um, my, for $5, Myron Gaines does great informative shows with Donovan Sharp and he's 35. What's worse for you, hardcore sports ball fans or Bible? Oh, what's worse, what's sports worse? ball fans or Bible thumpers? It's a religion for both. Uh, sports ball fans. They're worse because there is no value ultimately in sports ball. If religion, if you take it seriously, that is addressing your concerns of the afterlife, uh, which is germane and important to people. It's probably the ultimate question because we all die. And you'd like to think or at least figure out or have a theory as to where you go after you die. So you you actually have a vested interest in that. However, I'd say less than 5% of religious people actually take it as seriously as that. Most of them just go to, to get tail. Uh, most women use it as a means to weaponize over men, especially mm. Jewish and uh, Christian religions. Um, and then you could even argue that uh, Muslim or Islam, rather, uh, it's not for anything as esoteric or wise as that. It's just, oh, we want a reason to take over other people because they're not us. So I, I, the what religion ostensibly is, is uh, proposed to do, very few people follow it versus what it actually does, which most people follow it, which are ulterior motives that have nothing to do with Yahweh or God sure, or uh, Allah. You know, well, that's what the Jews call them. You'll never forget when I was first uh, decoupling, detaching from Cuddle Wooks. You know, I'm finally getting out of there. I'm moving into back into my old place. Mm-hmm. Remember, I went on a date, one of the first women that I did go on a date with, who just flat out admitted in the first 10 minutes, yeah, I used to be a party girl and I did this and did that and kind of got around. But now I've found religion, so I won't sleep with anybody <laughs> until I get married. <laughs> what do you think I did? You think I hung around? and no, no. That's, that's my whole Check, point. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Girls want, want basically many women use religion, particularly Christianity because of the forgiveness aspect of here's my new perfect virgin vagina. I'm a born again virgin. Like, nope, out of here. Get, get, give me a prostitute. I'll marry a prostitute any day over a born again Christian. Absolutely. Right. Hypocrisy. They're honest. Yeah, they are honest. Yeah. But 
I mean, they're honest. That she would have should have said that before I even met up with her. But what, anyway. Atham? What do you like? This is Sunday for you. You look very comfy, just smoking your pipe and chilling out. Is it? You even have to work today. You look very relaxed. No, man, I had an amazing night. Oh, look at the smile on his face. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it wasn't because you read a good book. I bet. I bet you there might have been a, a, a female involved. I opened a book. I planted my face inside a book. Ah, okay. mm. big, nice double D two page book. I bet. All right. Mm. Uh, who's next? Uh, Dylan Doe, four ninety nine. I make five hundred to a thousand daily money playing poker. Should I fake my death and stop my eighty G's in student loans? No. Okay. How do you fake your death? And now you're no longer a person, so you'd have to. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you'd have to like come up with. You have to get another social security number or wherever country he's in. He'd have to get some kind of ID. <clears throat> have to set up a bank account under a fake name or something like that. And then once you set up a digital, as it were, version of yourself, then I wouldn't kill yourself uh, metaphorically. Why don't you? Just, hey, hey, I got an idea. The 80 grand of other people's money you took, why don't you give it back to them if you're making $1,000 daily? That's two and a half months. Yeah, that would be yeah. what, 80 days? Yeah, 80 days, yeah. Isn't well, maybe. That, okay, fine, 160 days. Isn't that more simple than trying to fake your own death and then getting fake documents? Come on, man. Right, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not that moral of a person, but wouldn't you guys feel bad? Like, okay, forget it's the taxpayer and it's amortized and spread across all these 300 million people in the United States. What if it was like this grandma lady whose pension fund is invested in student loans? Like, would you take 80 grand from grandma lady and feel okay with that? Yes. Well, you would. No, you would. Oh, oh no, no. But I mean, that's not my argument. My argument is it is more difficult to do what he's uh, suggesting than, mm -hmm. than doing it the, the right way, you know? Mm -hmm. Just do it the right way because it's the easiest way. It's the easiest way. Yeah. Just, uh, at least in this case. Yeah. I mean, if you're making, or if you, what you say is true, you're making, you know, 750 a day. Shit, man, just start throwing that in. Throw it into the student loans, pay it down and be done with it. It's pretty easy. You... To, it's pretty easy to sidestep reporting gambling income. Just want to. Well, <laughs> did you hear about, uh, the, there's a spate of articles two, three years ago about all these people that left and moved overseas. Mm -hmm. to avoid paying their student loans. And this guy, this this total soy bearded pussy, marries this fat bloated East Indian gal. <laughs> and he's like riding an elephant and he's like living in squalor. And it's like, oh yeah, that's great, buddy. <laughs> At least you didn't have to pay back the money you stole from all the hardworking people. That's... Uh... <laughs> <sighs> um, da -da -da. Okay, Robert Flores for 10. Thinking of doing a retail business, unless you own the locale, I don't think a sole owner can make it. So on top of owning, another plus would be having living space, a two-bed, two-bath on locale, second story. I got to admit, this is kind of my dream, too, assuming I'm mm -hmm. never location independent. Right. No, that's um, – you could tell. We went to a, a restaurant the other day, uh, last night, me and the GF, and the way you could tell that they have their mortgage paid off is they pull you a drink this big – with high-end booze and it only costs you seven or eight bucks. And you're kind of like, oh, you own this property. And then you go downtown where any one of those 40 dipshit companies, of which Psycho Susie's was not on that list, by the way. Um, yeah, they're all charging $12, $13, $15 for a drink because they got to make a mortgage or a, well, they don't have a mortgage. They got a lease. 
but that's that's what a lot of immigrants would do. You know, they'd have their laundromat downstairs, then they'd have you know whatever upstairs. A lot of restaurants here are just flat out folding. I mean, they can't afford the rent. The landlords aren't giving them a break on the rent, and that's mm-hmm. that. Yep. Aww. the same is Recession. happening in New York City. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. big cities. It's happening. Yeah, no, that's hard to find a, a moving truck now. I like the rental rates for moving trucks, both in like San Francisco, L.A., um, New York. You can't you can't find them going out, but on the outskirts, you can find them going in. Like they're it. it it's so dirt cheap in Vegas because no one wants to leave Vegas, but you good luck finding yourself a, a U-Haul over in LA. Well, I got to tell you what my friend did uh, mm-hmm. in California looking to move. He, he made his way out to Arizona so he could rent a, a moving truck there, drove it back to Southern California, wow. moved and yeah, then drove it to Arizona. <laughs> like he was so <laughs> desperate to get out of there. That's, that's what happened. I got this kid. He's a Atham, you know, you know, Google Matt, right? Oh, yeah. I I know him too. Do you know yeah, him? Know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. We, didn't, oh, yeah. didn't we see him a couple weeks ago? Or? That's right. I tried to purge that that episode from my memory because <laughs> Atham's Atham's sister said Chad was better looking than me. So I'm trying to like. Oh, how could we forget that? Oh, by, by the way, I just saw her like 20 minutes ago. She said, "Say hi to those bundle of sticks." Re- what? What? Your sister said that with such cursy language. I'm hurt. The older sister. Yeah. We're supposed to have been mature and kind and almost motherly to us. The one was on, she was on my side. Oh my yeah. goodness, such language. Tell her we're hurt that she's become so potty mouthed. I'm hurt. I was expecting, <laughs> you know, your elder sister, you're, that's, that's practically mom version 2.0. And she's supposed to coddle you and make you cookies and say you're a good boy and tassel your hair. No, and she'll kick your ass once in a while. God almighty. <laughs> Problems handling. <laughs> oh. Who is next? Oh, Fred. Uh, Django Geek for five bucks. According to Fred, real asterisk wages rose 16% in the past four years, contrast to 10% over the previous 20 years before that. Trump effect. Uh, no, that's measuring effect. Like if you go back four years ago, we're still quasi in, a, in that recession. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're still, that was a long dragged out recession we had and, and quote unquote, we got out of it. But I don't know if you remember growth was very sloretic. Um, so yeah, if you measure at the bottom of a recession, anything's going to look good, but yeah, you go back 20 years, the wages were higher. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's nothing sexy about economics. It's just what, what are you using as your base measure? DJ aftershock five bucks. Dude, like that test on the seven tools, Sigma six <laughs> BMI certification and control charts was so hard. We are going to watch the Gophers lose again with Winsboro, Minnesota Gophers, Minnesota. Yeah, they never win anything. What seven tools? Seven. I never heard that before. I know Sigma six BMI body mass index certification. That's what I thought that was, but it's probably something different. There are so many of these worthless sort of, I think those are probably going the way of the dinosaur. I mean, like the CPA will remain, the CFA will remain, but like the, oh, I think he meant PMI, Project Management Institute. Like that's got to be going away or no one cares. Uh, People put that on their profiles on LinkedIn. I'm just like, okay, I couldn't have been too hard to achieve. Get that PMP or whatever it's called. The PMI, no, I dated a girl who got that. Is it hard? 
it's not hard. It is the most long, mundane. Imagine, imagine your MBA program was shrunk down into a six-month certification process, right? But you'd get rid of accounting, marketing, or anything else, and would all be about general business, all project management and Gantt charts and all this. And I was like going through it, and I just started feeling myself dying because it was so so much minutia, uh, so much pablum that there there was no actual legitimate core of material there to study. And um, at that point, I kind of felt bad for my girlfriend because I was like, wow, you have the world's suckiest job. But she passed it, and I guess people made a lot of money, but this is like you know, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, but I just remember like I will never, ever want to become a project. I, I don't care how much they pay me. There's no way I'd get a, a PMI certification. Ugh. Uh, what's next? Uh, Dre, Dre for five bucks. Did you hear about Gavin Newsom in California passing Assembly Bill 979, allowing white people to identify <laughs> as black? Uh, well, here's my question. Didn't he also say they want a vote on getting reparations? Reparations. To black yeah, I was reading. So, that. so can I just identify as black and I get my reparations? Uh, Scott Adams mentioned that he does a yeah. daily podcast and he was, that was one of his points. Just say that you identify as, as at <laughs> the, you're in California. Wait, wait, wait. Huh. Yeah. If I am 10% white, can I do that? No, no, no. You, well, just say you you're wanna... white. You are white at them. There you go. <laughs> your, your name is not I, Atham. I, I, I identify as white who identifies as black. There you go. Right. Right. There you go. And now you get your reparations from yourself. <laughs> it's like how turd flinging monkey considers himself a transgender lesbian right <laughs> think and have sex with women uh-huh. or monkeys or no right right well i forgot sex he is dolls. he is a simian mm-hmm. yeah he's a simian yeah uh davy d128 for five bucks dude you're supposed to take the bus or light rail or bike no parking cars are bad in the tc metro okay do you have public transportation out there? Yeah, they got. They used to have a really good bus route, and um, that was that could get you all over the place. But then they had to install the light rail, and the light rail. It's not like Chicago, um, which it, there's like two lines. One is between the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. So if you want to go to one shithole Marxist city to go to another shithole Marxist city, you can go there and like get robbed along the way, I guess. Uh, then there's another one that shoots out from Minneapolis. It goes down, uh, to the airport and right. Not that anyone knows this about, uh, Minneapolis geography, but across the interstate is the mall of America from the, Hmm. uh, airport. So there's obvious that kind of almost makes sense. Um, and some of that does get some use, but I, you will mark my words, gentlemen, you will see it in our lifetimes when the Mall of America is converted either into housing or taken down and turned into housing. Uh, because it's just not with online shopping and now people just go there to walk. There's not a lot of actual shopping going on there. It might be turned into more of a, like the anchor stores. I don't know if this is happening in your guys' area, but uh, you know when Sears went belly up, uh, Lifetime Fitness is putting oh, yeah. in a massive nightclub slash workout facility. So, they're repurposing there, but the mall of America will not be a mall by the time we die. It'll be something else. Um, Can you, Hmm. can you live in either Minneapolis or St. Paul and not have a car? If, if they have public transportation, Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you live close to where you work or you're on the bus route, sure. 
Um, it, but you'd have to live on the bus route because it's not like Florida or Vegas. Vegas I love because it's not 20 below zero, but you know, three months a year, you got 10 degrees on average and snow and it just sucks. And, and you get so much snow, it turns into slush and they hit it with salt and okay. They keep the roads clean, but then it goes up on the sidewalks. It's just miserable. And you know, as a, as a you know, frail old woman, you wouldn't want to be doing that. You could slip, hurt yourself. You just don't have the muscle power to push through three blocks to get to your, to get to your house. So the, we do have public transportation, but you, it really limits where you work and where you live. Mm-hmm. So it's not like here, but you know. no, no, it's nowhere near Chicago or New York. No. Imagine if LA, which is much bigger, but imagine if LA had tons of snow and cold, that's about how uh, much infrastructure has been invested in, um, in the twin cities, uh, public transportation. Hmm. Uh, Sam whiskey for a dollar 99. Um, Hey, Mr. S- or do we skip one? No. Uh, you did skip a few. E- we did? Yeah. Well, the next one I have is Sam. I got whiskey. cynic in chief. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple. Yeah. Hang on. Let me get Sam whiskey is no democracy. No- oh, wow. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got like Duluth done with debt. See, I told Sam you. Whiskey. Oh my goodness. Well, I think isn't Sam whiskey at 1145. The first one. Or did we miss that? Yeah, there we go. All right. Yeah, this one. Uh, hey, Mr. C, did they burn down the hardware store? I think they did. I think they did burn down one of the True Value um, stupid the local stores. Well, hey, these they do it to them. What it's like is like you you hear these stories about. Hubby just sends his little princess off to the liberal arts college. And then this little veritable bint comes by and 19 years old and lectures her father and mother about being racist. Huh. You know, that's like the twin cities. That's Minneapolis. They just vote that crap in. Fine. They keep hurting yourself. I don't care. Uh, I've got done with debt for $2 next. Elkins, what tax software do you use? Pro system FX. No, I, I know what that is. I use a program called ATX, which is part of CCH Walters Kluwer. There's like eight or so major tax software programs that different CPAs use. So that's all that's really interesting about that. <laughs> I, I like how it's like nothing I've ever heard of. Like this is like someone who has like, yeah, I got a Glock. And then your buddy comes in. I have this souped up doopity doopity doo made in Croatia. Like ah, I never heard of that, but I'm sure well, it's better than my here's some Here's something funny. So, well, I won't say some. A sizable amount of people think that us CPAs, that we just use TurboTax to prepare other people's uh, returns, which is just ugh. Um, oh, spi- sorry. Spider, yeah, spider bit for $2. I guess this is for you. What is Duluth like? Duluth is in a valley where a river runs into Lake Superior. And to its immediate west side shoots up basically a mountain or certainly a, a big steep hill and cliff. So what that means, if you're sitting in Duluth, not only you buy Lake Superior where the wind just howls, the sun sets at 3 p.m. for most of the city, uh, even you know during winter. So it gets super cold. So you'll see it'll be like minus 20 in the twins, or minus 10 in the Twin Cities. It'll be minus 25 in Duluth. It'll be colder than Fargo, uh, even during summer. You know, it's it's a good 15 degrees cooler down there. You just don't get the sun. It's fun during the summer. 
Uh, a lot of hockey people like it because there's good hockey up there. Um, but if you like the sun or life or beauty or women that are relatively thin, don't go to Duluth. There's no reason to go to Duluth. You ever been to Hibbing before? No, I haven't been to Hibbing. I don't think I made it that far straight north. I have a question about Duluth. Mm. How will Jack Napier say that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is he in the chat? No, he's oh, not. No. He might be sleeping. He might be sleeping. <laughs> the truth. The truth in Duluth. Uh, Sam Whiskey for $9.99. A doctor once said, cancer kills you slowly, but gives you time to say goodbye. A heart attack gives you kills you fast, but gives you no closure. Gentlemen, pick your poison. Uh, heart attack. Ni neither. <laughs> um, give, me, give me a heart attack, yeah. yeah. I don't want to think about it. Hmm. Uh, Sam Whiskey is the next one I've got. Got a lot of them today, Sam. Uh, $1.99, there's no democracy in heaven. Is there a heaven? Ah. Yes, because if I don't believe it, then I go into an equally made-up place called hell. See? <laughs> so you're almost compelled to believe in heaven because, well, if you don't believe in heaven, then there is a hell. I, well, I better believe in heaven then. At any, time, at any time, I welcome people of various religions and faith to give me the proof that their God is right and they know that this stuff. And until that happens, shut the F up. Hmm. All righty then. Uh, M2PG4 for four ninety nine. How do you all go out with COVID still being around and serious? Aren't you three afraid of catching it? If Trump caught it, <clears throat> not trolling. No, I'm not afraid of getting it. Isn't, isn't Trump just fine? Like it was 48 hour. It was almost like the flu. I mean, he said on Twitter that he's a lot better today, but you know. Yeah, okay, so he, he was feeling a little bad, and now he's fine. Like the flu. I think I, he's doing this just to sort of poke major holes into it, but we'll see. Do you think he faked having it? I mean, I, I don't think Walter Reed Medical would. I don't think he faked having it, but I think he's using it as an opportunity. Like he tested for it, was basically asymptomatic, and now he's uh -huh. going to demonstrate how mild it really is. It's my prediction. Yeah. And he's what, 70-some-year-old man? 75. Either 75 or 76. Which, yeah, you know, he's and he's obese. Not obese, but he's overweight, so that's yeah. he's at risk. Yeah, I'm not worried about us. I did get a good compliment. The picture that we, uh, I think, Atham posted uh, of us three over at uh, the old old uh, strip over on Fremont Street. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. A, 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 lady, a lady said, man, those are three good-looking guys. I'm like, yes, yes, we are. And we had just, like, done hiking, and we did mountain. Dude, we don't have to worry about it. Not at all. So I'm not what, – what we have to worry about more is being cooped up all the time where it forces Chad to run eight miles a day, me to, like, start picking up video games. Atham, again, just, just flying above it all. Like, he just Mr. fucking <laughs> Zen up there with his yoga and his pipe. Uh, has this even affected you at all, Atham? Because like you just nothing phases you apparently. No, oh, I mean I lost uh, quite a bit of in income because of it, but mm -hmm. uh, but I'm doing fine even even still. You know? But you don't like get pent up at the house or any like no psychological wear at all. Oh no no no. Are are all your classes virtual right now? Uh, one of them is I'm just taking two right now. Mm -hmm. One of them is 100% virtual, and the other one is half and half, I guess. Mm -hmm. So you, I have a class, uh, class twice a week, 
and one of them I attend via Zoom. The other one I go in person. So what? Yeah. One time a one time a week you gotta go to Reno, right? Well, that saves you a lot of time, I bet. But oh, you I wouldn't. You too. wouldn't. You could opt out of that too, though, right? Like you can say, if, "I don't want to." If I really wanted to, I could say, "You know what? I'm just taking Zoom classes, and the teacher will be fine with it." Hmm. Yeah, but well, I go because what else am I supposed to? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like Reno. Reno, there's stuff to do down there. Yeah, like no, it stood I, up by roll. Where? It stood up by roll. Stood by roll. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like five times already. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Mid, I've never been to Reno. I'd like to go. Uh, so, uh, how do you all go out with COVID still? Be I, I just I don't I don't believe it's serious. Hey, I mean it's a class. Okay, M two PG four. It's the classical believe your eyes, all right, and and believe my ears. Do you guys know anyone that got COVID like within like one degree removed from you? I know one person who got mm -hmm. it, just one. I know mm -hmm. people two degrees removed from me, but we're talking no more than three or four people, and they just fine. Yeah, I I don't see bodies in the streets. I don't see. It's like no, I don't. I'm sorry. I yeah, two of my uh, you, you know I used to do window washing. Mm -hmm. uh, two of the people I used to work with, they both got it and they were fine. Yeah. <laughs> they were fine. So I just, and, and here's another thing. I'm maybe old enough. I don't know, Atham, if you are around in the United States then or not. And Chad, you may have been in Africa. But I remember how many times was the sky falling? How many times has my generation been told the sky? First, it was we're going to burn through all the forests. They literally said, mm. oh, the, the evil paper companies are tearing down the forest. Well, little did you know that was a complete lie because paper companies don't want to go after virgin forests. They want to, they grow trees they to grow, yeah, to They're grow Right. It's no different than farming crops. Like you don't just randomly go pick corn. The yield isn't there. They want them straight. They want them a certain size. The machinery is designed to handle. So it's, it's like they replant all the time. So that was a lie. Then there was the ozone hole. That was going to kill us all. Then there was what? I, I mean, why well, hmm. 2K? Why 2K? That was that had some legitimate concerns, I suppose. Um, mm. I'm talking more the environmental one. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. Global warming that hasn't done anything yet, uh, and and after a while, uh, you know, oh, the the rhinoceroses or pick pick the cuddly animal from Africa that was going to go extinct. <laughs> Fuck you, Pete. And, and now, oh, okay, is it is it COVID this time? Oh my God, run around with my head chopped off. <laughs> so no, I don't believe it. I'll believe it when there's when there's like you know bodies in the streets, or I find out that five of of my my close family members have it and they're still in the hospital. Uh, hmm. cynic in chief. Maybe Atham should read this one. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. Uh, Atham, can we meet up? Cynic at cynic. Yeah, I already sent him a message. All right, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, he's he's up in your neighborhood. I think he's visiting T.J. Martinell. So he's oh, doing right. Yeah, he, he'll be around. Yep, and he does oh, van yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Is yeah. he nearby there or something? Oh. Yeah, he says he's gonna be here. Uh, well, in the area next week. So yeah, we'll we'll mm -hmm. set it up, man. He's a cool, cool. guy. I, I don't want to give too much away, but he lives on the east side of the country. Uh, but every year he goes on a pilgrimage, and uh, occasionally sw he'll swing by my uh, neck of the woods, sometimes not. Um, but he's visited, like, uh, all the guys. I, I think he's met Glorious Carl. He's met several other people. Uh, and so he's up in the Pacific Northwest area mm -hmm. right now, so he'll probably be dropping south. And uh, he does Carl van life. To, he hmm? used to live in Reno, Glorious Carl, a long time ago. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then he knows mm. the area. But yeah, so he just drives around in his van and chills out and does van life. And one of the 
one of the most even keeled people I know. Him and Atham will have a very calm conversation. <laughs> oh, uh, Sam Whiskey again. Well, did we miss Cynic? Because he had another one about. There's one before this, I think. Well, I'll read it. Oh, um, I, oh I, I'm sorry. Here it is. Yep. How do you pronounce that city? Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene is better than Rapid City. They're both great. Your future wife lives there now. Now. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She um, moved from Rapid City to Coeur d'Alene, uh, but uh, she has a boyfriend now. But I'm sure she will throw him out soon. Uh, by the way, uh, the, the Red Ferrari didn't come with a shirt. I have to buy that. Oh, you didn't get the... What about Higgins? Do you get your own Higgins? I got chat. You got Chad? I guess he yeah. would be kind of a Higgins, wouldn't he? I guess. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. <laughs> you never watched Magnum P.I.? Oh, yeah, I watched that, yeah. Yeah, so Atham has the original uh, Tom Selleck Magnum P.I. shirt, right? Oh, that's right. He would wear those, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you, I guess, you'd have to be Higgins because you're the most stuffy of us all, but not by a large amount. Well, um, it's because I'd, I'd be in charge of the lads, the two dogs. Yes. Uh, Bruce Apollo? Or that something like that. Yeah. Zeus. Zeus, that was it. Zeus <laughs> and Apollo. <laughs> yes, you'd be in charge of the master's estate. Fun fact, they had to use several different Dobermans for that because they died off, the ones they no were kidding, using. really? Yeah, I saw that in a special one time about oh. Magnum. I know, it sucks. <laughs> That's too bad. Uh, and I'm surprised you found Coeur d'Alene better than Rapid City. Coeur d'Alene? Uh, top of Idaho, kind of. So it's near Washington. Yeah, it's right on the border. Right, Spokane is twenty-five miles to the west of it. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is Sam Whiskey, dollar ninety-nine. Does that shirt <laughs> come with a red? Oh yeah, yeah, perfectly on point. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but it comes with a Toyota. It comes with a very nice Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dylan Doe, four ninety-nine. I live out of hotels and eat out every day. So if I put my money in a bank, I'd get taxed half, and then I'd not have any money left to pay my loans. Um, He's the poker guy who owns... Oh, the uh, poker guy. Who I owns know. Oh, like, uh, okay. Yeah. I eat out every day. Well, why don't you stop living out of a hotel and find yourself... I mean, can you? Is are the casinos in the same area you stay? Like, you know, can you just find cheaper lodging than a hotel? And you eat out every day? Well, stop that. So I put money in the bank. You know what he well, might be saying? He might be yeah. saying, you know, if I report all the income I make by putting it in a bank, you know, right. I have to pay tax on it. So I think maybe he's saying he's not always reporting his gambling winnings. Okay. Can I don't know how you pay off your student loans, but can you go to a bank and pay with cash? Like it mu there must be a financial holder. Yeah. That you, you know, um, you may have to pay your taxes, dude. I love these guys who are like, oh, well, how do I not pay taxes? It's like, you got to pay your taxes. And you spend more time fucking around not paying them, including the possibility of getting the IRS to come crack down on you. And, mm -hmm. I mean, they really press, uh, press charges. They just fine you, right, Chad? Yeah. They say, hey, you owe us this, and here are the fines you owe us. On Dude, it's just. They send you a letter. Like, they don't. <laughs> right. They only yeah. have so many resources. And just, I don't know, find a way. That because here's the th here's the shocking thing, Dylan. None of us have been put in this situation where we didn't pay our fucking loans back or trying to evade taxes. All right, mm. it's just not worth it. Now, find a way if you can. I don't know. Pay your buddy to make a payment. Give him cash and have your buddy pay the the uh, loan balance. Is there a way the 
the finance company that holds your student loans will take cash. Is there a way to do that? I'd, I'd figure it out. I don't know. Small loophole on this one. So your grandparents are allowed to not only pay your tuition, but they can actually, you know, make payments on your loan and no, no one will know the wiser. Like you're allowed there. to do that. Yeah. Good. Give it to your grandma. Hey, grandma. Now watch, he'll come back. Oh, my grandparents are kind of fucked up because no one comes from stable families anymore. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, James G. I got James G. I, yeah, hang on, hang on. I got to get out of there. There's Rahul. Um, well, James for $2 says, what about small cities like Grand Rapids, Michigan? I hate Grand Rapids. I've been there. You don't want to go to Grand Rapids. Never been to Grand Rapids. Yeah. Michigan just sucks, man. I mean, there's like some nice coastal areas like on, on Lake Michigan, not Lake Huron. The north is kind of Mackinac Island. That's all right. But it truly is the best part of Lake Michigan, you know, the western coast of Michigan. Yeah. It's cleaner. It's nicer. Yeah. Um, but the you're you're looking at a bunch of old burned out former auto towns that are trying no. to scrimp by, you know, abandoned buildings, things like that. Uh, DJ Aftershock for five bucks. Dude, man, like all the cool intellectuals hang at Uptown. When are we going to see art at the Walker Art Center all paid for with my dad's money? Smoke. <laughs> you just... Uh, <laughs> Uptown, which we did not go through. I think we were on the very far north side of it when we went to Sebastian Joe's. Yeah. But when I drove through to find out where all the damage was, it started in Uptown. So the cool hip... Like the la- there's downtown Minneapolis, okay? There's the northeast side, which is that's still relatively a hangout, but the main hangout was uptown. Downtown is gone. Uptown is now pretty much smashed up, and uh, that that's all. That's where all the cool, you know, the grunge kids would go hang out. And there's a coffee. I'll, I'll explain uptown in in one phrase: uncommon grounds. Uncommon grounds. Right. Take a wild guess what that is. It's in Uptown. We have this here. It's like a coffee shop slash bar. Right. It's yeah. un. See how fucking funny that is, Chad? See how clever they were? And everyone goes to uncommon grounds because it's a coffee place. But it also indicates that maybe you're not familiar with the locale or the people you're hanging out. Thus, uncommon grounds. See, and that is what level Minneapolitan philosopher is. That's like their top dog right there. They go to Uncommon Grounds, and then they go to the Uptown Theater to watch some independent. Oh, wait, they can't. You know why? Because it also got smashed and burnt down. It did. But, you know, there's about there's one of those Uncommon Grounds that's about a mile from where I live. I never go to that place. It's clever as Central Perk. Uh, oh. so the next one I have is Eric Burns Mars for five bucks. Shame on you for suggesting people should lie about their race. Signed, Rachel from Spokane, <laughs> Talcum X, Pocahontas, and Gringo O'Rourke. Rachel Dolezal. That was what Dolezal. Yep, Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal. Um, what was that? Max TV, TV, TV for 10 bucks. I live in Colorado, but I'm working from home for the next six months. What warm U.S. city town should I move to to avoid winter? We just came from that town. Vegas is yes. one. Phoenix, I like Phoenix. If uh, depends how much he's willing to drive. If he's willing to drive, I go Las Vegas. But if you're not willing to drive, I would go Phoenix because there's more hiking locally in Phoenix, and Phoenix is a slightly bigger town than uh, Vegas. Um, <clears throat> but otherwise, 
yeah, one of those two major metros. Tucson's all right if you want not as big of a town. Stay away from the south side of Tucson. Hmm. There you go. Uh, nonstop Dre again for two bucks. Would you rather know when you die or how you die? Hmm. That's a tough one. How? Because when you got, you just know it's coming. Like, oh, today's the day. And you can't really avoid it, I'm guessing. Yeah. You know how, yeah, you're I, die. how? I want to know how. Well, how do you die? Huh. Dying as a heart attack in the throes of passion. Yes. Well, what if you, okay, what if you're going to die in a car accident and you know that? Oh, and now when you're driving, every time you're gonna be like, "Oh shit," you know? I <laughs> yeah, don't know, man. I don't think I would want to know. Honestly, no. I don't want to know either. Out of the two, I think I will know when. Really? Yeah, because then I don't have to worry until until that day. <laughs> I suppose yeah, live life the fullest. There's some wisdom in that. Like that. Okay, now let's think about this. If you know when, then you know like how much money you need and right. to fuck around and do whatever. Yeah, like that. Now is the time. Imagine if I knew I was gonna die on drowning, then I could never go caving again because I would be afraid of it. I was like, shit, man. Yeah, just tell me when. Yeah, I'll go caving that day. Fuck it. (laughs) Today I will go caving alone. (laughs) God, that'd be great to like if you knew you were gonna die in a year. But like, oh shit, I well fuck that four hundred one k. Get that money out of here. Yeah, and and fuck the how I'm going. We're doing something. You know, we're going to Tahiti. But if I um, if like, oh, yeah, Aaron, you're going to die when you're 108. I'm like, well, that changes my savings plan a little bit. Right. Uh, my, answer will be, my answer will be when. Fuck it. That is, uh, yeah, I, have, I would have to change my answer. Uh, so what uh, type of currency is that? Those are Indian rupees, and I think we divide by 100 okay, or so 50 or something. It's not as bucks. exciting as it looks. No, no. Uh, for 300 rupees, uh, Rahul Chatterjee says, can democracy exist without systemic debt and deficits? If not, then what is the point of even having a right to vote? I'd have to agree with him. I don't think it can because inevitably human laziness will take over as a as human nature. Uh, and they'll vote for other people's money. And people will say, well, we're not going to get our money. We're just going to print off more or borrow more from the future. Yay, we don't have to pay the taxes. And every, every, everyone's inherent human laziness, whether you're a producer or a parasite, will inevitably result in debt and deficits. Unless you have an incredibly moral society like you did during the World War II generation, where after World War II, we paid down that national debt super fast. It was amazing. <clears throat> uh, but no, a democracy cannot exist long term without debt and deficit unless you have a uh, balanced budget law. Uh, then, then that could, but that's not going to. They'd vote it out. If not, then what is the point of even having the right to vote? Well, that's why you have a republic, where presumably you have people that are more mature or wise, or at least have a financial vested interest in the country, uh, have the right to vote. Um, so what in the olden days, you had to be a, a white male who owned property. You couldn't just be white. You couldn't just be male. You had to be a white male that owned property. Uh, and then they've expanded the franchise. You know, it's like, okay, well then, uh, I think black males had the right to vote before women. Um, and then women got the right to vote. I'm wondering when they got rid of that, that property law, like you had to own property. I'm wondering when that went away. Hmm. Um, probably early 1900s. Yeah, I'm kind of somebody who's a historian would know. Maybe 1913, isn't that when they... Ah, uh, ha, 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 yeah. Well, That's the women crazy. got the right to vote. It, yeah, like 1910 or 1913 mm-hmm. or something, right? Something like um, that. Uh, maybe 1919. 
Because I was confused what amendment it was and what year in the 1900s. Was it the 25th Amendment and the 1919, or was it the 19th Amendment in 1924? I think it's one of those. always confuse them. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's why you have a republic. But, yeah, inevitably, if you have a democracy, you, for just – if you have a democracy, just cut through all the crap of elections and just say, look, we're going to tax everyone at 70% and provide free everything. And then we're going to – I mean, just just roll it out. So that there's nothing left to vote on, but but knowing human nature, they'll they'll still be jealous because well that guy has a little bit more than me. They'll still perpetually vote. That's what that uh, essay I wrote was about. Was sanity is the future of wealth? Like you could give the Democrats and leftists and socialists and BLM and feminists, you give them all SJWs, you could give them everything they wanted. You know what happened the very next day? They'd find something else to complain about. They'd be pissed about. off because something else. Like, oh, Chad's got nicer hair than me. Oh, Atham's taller than me. Oh, Aaron is just <laughs> more Aaron-y <laughs> than me. Yeah, I was like, uh, stop and think there. I to think, what the <laughs> fuck do I got? He's, he can hike better than I can. And they'll, they'll always find something to bitch and whine. You don't think there were people jealous in the Soviet Union? You don't think there's people with petty jealousy over in Venezuela? He's got two cats to eat, and I only got one cat to eat. Oh. Uh, the next one is uh, Ronan Boyle for two Boyle pounds. Boyle. For two pounds, which is like three bucks. Um, what do you all think of the TV license? I I don't know. Like the federal communications? Like you got to get a license to broadcast? I don't see anything in the chat that talks about that, so I don't know what that is. I think it's kind of obsolete. Does anybody even watch TV anymore? I mean, it was to regulate the airwaves because there was – Atham, you're the scientist here. <laughs> Didn't they have to kind of allocate certain bandwidth of radio so they wouldn't broadcast over one another? Yeah, I think it has more to do with the frequency. Right. So there was a finite spectrum that we could broadcast mm. on, right? Yeah. And I think that's why the feds had to come in. Uh, but now with the internet, it's, I don't know. Yeah, that's obsolete now. Yeah. Uh, Davey D128, uh, $2. It's climate change, not global warming nowadays. Right, yeah. Exa- right exactly. And it's COVID. Peaceful protesters. Um, $5 for Eric Burns uh, Marsh again. In the 50s, there was a red under bed. 20 years, there was a guy in a cave on a dialysis machine. Now they are trying to scare us with the common cold. Yeah. Red under the bed, like the Soviet, like the red scare 20 years. A red a guy in a bed. cave. Uh-huh. Oh, must- Osama, Osama bin no, I thought he was talking about Osama bin Laden. But no, yeah. I think he's referring to the red scare. I don't know the guy in a cave and the dialysis machine. I'm not uh, aware of that. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's kind of cool, though. <laughs> is it like in a, a James Bond reference? Yeah. Actually, I think this is a pretty good question, this next one. Um, Anthony CMA, how old is too old for a male to live at home? A male. I know. Women are equal. <laughs> I'm hold, I'm insisting on holding women women up to men's. Uh, 25, I'd say, with exceptions. Like 25 is like where I would cut it off. In the olden days, I'd say 18, but since the millennials voted in so much of Obama money because that was going to be free money that has now found its way into the housing market, which has driven up housing prices, which has driven up rents. And oh, by the way, they also voted in a lot of money and you Gen Zers voted this in too because there's not enough money for education, which is flooded tuition money. So now it's practically impossible to support yourself and go to school as a young man or woman today. So I'm, I'm loosening up the rules 
that uh, it should be 25. If you had asked of my generation, I'd say 18. Get the fuck out. You're an adult now. But now. I know a lot of people here that live at home that are past 30. Ain't pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, sanity is the few. How sane? Are they leftists, Chad? Are they leftists? Of course leftist? they are. All of of course. Are. How sane are they? Are they happy? They seem pretty depressed, but probably because right. they're living at home. Well, that was my hope. I, I wish I, I should have printed it off uh, with the dedication page to YouTube, guys. But right there, I mean, you guys are all pissed off at these leftists living at home with mom and dad, and they vote for more of your money. They live at home with mom and dad, and they're in their fucking 30s. It's like, quick, rejoice. Quick funny story. About a year ago, yeah, it was like before last Thanksgiving, I was leaving town for a week or so, and one of these guys had some kind of hot date and was like, hey, can I have the key to your apartment so that I can pretend <laughs> it's my apartment? And I'm just like, dude, we're not that close. That's like middle school, high school, college age bullshit. What is? How old was he, mid-30s? No, he's about a 30-year-old kid, but he did live at home. And um, That's why a 30-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, it's like, when I said no to my apartment, he's like, well, can I at least go to your office? I'm like, that's not going to impress her. <laughs> is, so. is she going to know it's not his with like Chad Elkin CPA or whatever certification to go up on, up on the wall? Yeah. So uh, maybe 30 is too old to be living at home. Hey, you girls voted for that shit. There's your pussy soy boy millennial fuckwits who live at home at 35. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. Oh. Uh, what's the next one here? Uh, Swallow Blue for, f- yeah, Swallow five Blue bucks. for five bucks. Is mandatory higher education in the works? No. Mandatory? No. You, you don't even have to finish high school. You get a GED. GED. Like, why? how could that possibly be mandatory unless it's free? They're going to they're gonna quote unquote make it mandatory through employment requirements because HR Quantahaha is called Karen. I got a master's preferred. <laughs> But that's purely the private sector. I mean, keep in mind, you don't need the government to uh, uh, what's a foist upon you dictatorship and limit your free speech. You can have the private sector do that too, like oh, yeah. all the big like tech. Like, yeah, <laughs> Facebook, big tech. You can't say these things. No, we don't do that. Oh, we're all Black Lives Matter now, you know, even though it's a Marxist organization and won't help out a single black person. Um, so the government doesn't have to come in. They just have to successfully brainwash enough people that the private sector and people will do it to themselves. All right. Uh, Goth Rocker 7 for five bucks. Any favorite areas of Pennsylvania? I still live here. Not sure why. It is the hell I know. However, fall is the best time of the year to live here. It is pretty out there in the fall. Mm. I went through some old town in middle Pennsylvania, but I was coming up through Maryland because I want to avoid the turnpike. And there's some like old abandoned coal towns that are now turning into quaint areas. Maybe I could see living there, but I wouldn't want to live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Philly, Pittsburgh. I don't know where I would want to live in there either. Yeah. I guess Um, Pittsburgh's pretty cool. People said Pittsburgh had a a renaissance. Uh, Ed Lattimore lives there. So I, I guess I've heard nothing but good things about Pittsburgh. Uh, but Philly is kind of, eh, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to live there. Uh, Macariel96 for three bucks. Hey, Clary, what's your view on pot during your 20s? What's your view on pot in general? I, I was same as it was in my 20s, a libertarian. <laughs> Go ahead and smoke it. I think you're a dumbass. And it's so funny that every dude, like, okay, have it a little bit, enjoy it. But the potheads, yeah. every pothead 
gets like so emotionally bent out of shape. I'm like, dude, man, calm down. Have a drink. What is oh, it, my, man? What the man My favorite said? is, it cures cancer, dude. Yeah, do you have cancer? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck off. It is good for pain management. Yeah, I mean, if you if you enjoyed a little bit here and there, if I mean, look, it's the same. It's my same view on abortion. I think it's disgusting what you do to something that could possibly be a live human being. But hey, you want to do it? Knock yourself out. I'm willing to fund it. Like you want to potentially become a murderer? Ike and Operation Evil. We can't wait to give you the money. Like as a president, I know this is sound weird. I would fund Planned Parenthood to the hill. Mike, you get as many abortions as you want. Not get, nope, not birth control. Let's see you do it right, okay? Birth control. Nope, let's get those abortions. Machine gun them out because I want you to live with the fucking consequences. I never could <laughs> reconcile the fact that these people that are so pro-choice or whatever, like they're trying to abort their own future electorate based. It just it's no, 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 no. That's not where Democrats are made. Democrats are manufactured in K through college. They don't. Oh, okay. They don't have to produce. No, you always have Democrats. You always will. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I just find it disgusting where it's like that could possibly be like. How do you let yourself get in that position? Like. I'd be on birth control, morning after pill, ba ba da ba ba. I mean, I would not get to the point where I'm in like second trimester. Well, I wonder if I should get rid of it. It's like, wow. And then you scream and holler to have the right to this. Wow. You want to potentially commit murder? Go right the fuck ahead. That's more ballsy than I'll ever be. Hmm. You get to sleep with it. And apparently, but you could see, gosh. I can I can feel bad for you know the unknown guy who doesn't know what's you know like okay didn't know parents are fine but then some of these like boomer feminists like I'm proud I have an abortion I'm like wow you are a fucking evil vile person you are just disgusting like that's mm. something you just like kind of like quietly tuck under like you you have no shame you have no moral yeah you're not even human Abortion expenses are tax deductible, as are transgender reassignment surgeries. Just FYI. Maybe the gambler can fake getting transgender reassignment surgery da, 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 to make an even more complicated solution to his problem. <laughs> and once he becomes a woman, he can fake having an abortion. But <laughs> then he can also identify as white so he can identify as black in California to get reparations. See? And after 40 hours, the 40 hours, that'd be like at least 200 hours of paperwork. Then maybe. <laughs> and 10 audits. Uh, Sam Whiskey. Uh, Sam Whiskey for $4.99. Uh, we talked about this once. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on the Appalachian Trail? Do it. Yeah. I've driven, I've driven over it a couple times, but I've never hiked it. Uh, my uncle did, and uh, everyone loves it. Never heard a bad thing about it. The part through Virginia is just beautiful. Scenic. Wonderful. Atham, uh, have you gone east of the Mississippi at all? You've been in the entire west side of the United States. Yeah, I've never been there. It's, you're oh, not missing like, anything. Mm, no. What's the furthest east you've been? Uh, Denver. Denver. Wow. So you've never been past the – I mean, you've been past the mountains, but then – because then you see the prairie after that, mm. just miles for it. Wow, cool. Yeah. It's probably not missing too much. Mm. No, no, you're really – I'll do it once one one of these days. I would I would honestly say like Chicago is one reason to go west of the or I'm sorry east of the mountains, just to see the culture. I know Chad, you've been there. Maybe New York, <laughs> Florida definitely, and um, Texas is still on the west side. I go Texas, but there is not like 
Mm. Yeah, the Arkansas, the Southeast. I mean, some people like going to Florida, but yeah, yeah there's not much. Uh, the competent man for five bucks. Osama bin Laden was oh, rumored to be hiding out in the cave. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and also to have diabetes or need dialysis. Hence the references to cave and machine. Cave I do machine. remember that. That's yeah, right. that's right. Jeff yeah. Foster. Holy shit. 25. Dude. Wow. Thanks, man. I wonder if this is the Jeff Foster I know. He says, what are some fun ideas for a side hustle in retirement? Something to stay around fun people and make a bit of money. If you're retired, is it really a side hustle? No, it's just keeping your sanity. Um, yeah. I'd say bartending. That that I would think would be fun. Uh, bartending. Um, I know my old man still goes to the call center and works every once in a while. Uh, but him and his buddy go there just to harass all the young people. <laughs> they got each other. That's all they did. Cause they don't care if they get fired. They're like, Oh, okay, fine. They, they just come there and make, they, they're like, they really resort back to being like nine year old boys. They're making paper airplanes and throwing it at each other. And so, uh, <clears throat> I mean, any, I mean, golfing, I know a lot of guys work on golf courses. Um, you know, anything to, to get out. Um, uh, that's what I would do. Well, here's a question. Like, it depends on if he's wanting to make money doing this or just staying busy. Because like I told you, not just the wives, but a lot of people do that multi-level marketing crap. Yeah. You know, no. Jewelry, oils. Uh, yeah. If, if, you're, if you're retired, I'm assuming your money is squared away and taken care of. Uh, so your primary reason is to go and do, you know, maybe even work at a coffee shop. It's like a hobby. Uh, yeah, yeah, some just to just to get out. I would even, you know, maybe donate time at like uh, Wounded Warriors or something like that. But uh, I mean, this is going to sound bad to some people, but when I hang up my tax prep full time business, I'm still going to do it for fun for like family and friends. Good. I'll I'll expect a zero bill when it comes time for my uh, corporate inversion or whatever the hell we're doing. So. <laughs> Uh, what was the next one? Thanks, non-stop- Jeff. That was very generous, by the that way. That was. That was awesome. Um, nonstop Dre, uh, two bucks. What are some of your worst fears besides communism and kindness? Kindness. Oh, <laughs> oh you're afraid of being kind. Oh. Uh... Problems. I, I'm just trying to think because I've either lived them or I don't care anymore. Um. I, it's not a fear because it's it's a reality. I'm afraid that there will not be enough smart, intelligent people to get me the life I desperately want to have, intellectually speaking. Like we, when we hang out on the internet, it's great. But man, I'd trade in a thousand of these for us to go hiking again. You know, yeah. we, we get to because somehow picking on Atham digitally is not the same as when he's right there. You know, <laughs> you, you don't get the full effect, you know. When when his betra- his traitorous sister says that you're better looking than me, it's not the same when it's on the internet. I don't feel the punch as much. Um, I'm afraid. I don't know. We're not going to see beautiful women ever again. Like slowly via smartphones, all the traditional cultures will never be corrupted with feminism, and we're not going to see anything beautiful, let alone female, but art, movies. Um, I'm afraid. Here, okay. Here's a real fear everyone is going to start slowly reverting to the third world capacity in terms of being slow and dilly dally. Like, remember how long it took you girls to get ready for us to go hiking? Like that's going to be lightning speed compared to like when I got to go and get my coffee ordered or something. So those are kind of my fears. Uh, my fear will be to become a vegetable. Oof. Veg? No, no, we'll no, take, 
you get a stroke and you become a vegetable you can't even pull the trigger on your gun anymore to put yourself out of your misery do you have a living will no but i don't have anything <laughs> no, no 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 that's that's a regular will the living will is if you become oh. a vegetable you me or chad are put in, in custody of you and we say no pull the plug take them off the machine or no that's dude that's the number one thing hey older brother podcast even Good though point. it isn't everybody go get a living will right fucking now that's more important than your regular will because that'll take care of your problem there at them you know put me in charge i'll be more than happy to pull the plug <laughs> i bet you would <laughs> we'll have a celebration and lights and like and a countdown five four uh, i wouldn't even i couldn't even do this anymore you know, no i know you, you see him <laughs> trying so hard so hard to get that finger up actually when he when he passes away uh, his tombstone won't be, you know, Atham, da, 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 you're whatever, whatever. It'll be a statue of him doing this with his pipe. <laughs> yes, yes, double right? Trouble. Like that. Yeah, double trauma. Yeah. Sent that picture to my mom, and she was like, Why are you guys flicking off the camera? <laughs> your mom is a very nice woman. What's your biggest fear, Chad? My biggest fear? Jeez. Um, working in a, working in a cubicle for <laughs> even if it's one day that's my biggest fear i ain't really? doing that anymore yeah dude that's you never you did have to do that a little bit right i had to do that for 15 years 20 if you include internships yeah that's never, never happening again i'll go me. do manual labor i'm getting outside nope there's no way no same way. not I, doing I, it i'm mm -hmm. a really crappy carpenter or something uh sam whiskey for 4.99 is having kids by multiple men a gene pool diversification well, by definition, yes. You ever see that movie Titanic? Yeah, with Leonardo DiCaprio and the girl. Yeah, the girl. I For whatever reason, it was on a few nights ago, and I watched the end because I like it when the ship sinks. And <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> um, so Kate Winslet, you know, was Rose, the one that everyone huh. thought was so hot. Did you know that uh, I was curious, you know, what happened to her? So I looked on Wikipedia. She has three kids from three different dudes. Oh, um, so right she now. identifies as black. Ooh. That's oh. Whoa. 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 Hey Isn't she a redhead? Uh, in, in Titanic, she was, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Of course, of course, Atham just goes right to, yeah, like, why, <laughs> why cut with the bullshit? There were, no, um, there were no black people on Titanic, at least according to the movie. What? Hmm. I wonder if there was, like the servant type... No, there were the engine rooms. There probably were, but the yeah, like down down below, they probably were employee. So you know, you didn't see any of that in the movie. There's not a single yeah. black person in the movie. Really not. I wonder if there was. Uh, I don't think there you was. Know, like, you know, the servants' quarters or whatever, the staff. I'd imagine. Oh, maybe not. No. Uh. So yeah, I mean, by definition, it is. I don't think it's a good idea because you look. Nothing good comes from half siblings. Okay, if you are a half sibling or have half siblings, you have a big uphill battle that you may not be aware of. Uh, and that is your parents' fuck upness. So, uh, but you know, who am I? It's so great. Like, I'm already an old man stage where I just don't care anymore because I'm like, ah, I'm not here. I got nothing invested. See ya. Bye. Uh, be strong. That's a good name. Uh, two bucks. Do you prefer online or paper job applications? Online. I haven't filed in 10 years i haven't updated my resume since 2013 and i don't plan to i think i'm gonna do like atham just find a job through the grapevine hey man know somebody's got a job oh okay cool i'll start tomorrow you know yeah, that's yeah, that that's was 
Yeah. Is there a haunted hotel that's looking for employees? <laughs> I, I know of a few. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the next one? Uh, Ronan Boyle for two pounds. I meant the BBC TV license. It's a hun- you know about 158 pounds oh, a year in UK. Wow. Oh, so they're adding another tax. You got it. Yes. Uh, no, that's been around for a while, if I recall correctly. I read the article in The Economist. Like, yeah, if you're in the United Kingdom, I guess you got to pay a license uh, to watch TV. Is PBS uh, the equivalent here, I wonder? Yeah, like NPR, PBS. NPR, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Max TV, TV, TV. Ten, Ten bucks. bucks again. Las Vegas versus Phoenix in terms of COVID restrictions, traffic jams, sheep, and hot women and cost of living. So Vegas versus Phoenix, who you got? Uh, Vegas just opened up for audiences. Um. um I'd have to take a look at Phoenix, but I would still choose Vegas over that uh, because it wasn't that restricted when we were there. Traffic jams, uh, traffic's better in Vegas than Phoenix. Phoenix, you're going to have traffic jams. But as long as COVID is around or we learn our effing lesson and learn that we don't have to commute for the baby boomer fucks, traffic should not be a problem in either place. But you know what, Max, what you should do is every morning around you know uh, 7.50 a.m., uh, their time western i think but arizona doesn't do daylight savings <clears throat> take a look at traffic and see how busy or slow it is and you'll have your answer there but i would i would say that both would be fine but vegas usually has better traffic than phoenix hot women phoenix unless you're going to do partying in vegas in which case the women are transitory uh but the hot women of phoenix are going to be at tempe where the uh, college is or scottsdale and those women are going to be some of the most arrogant ones you will run into in the United States. Um, so I would say, uh, frankly, just do Vegas. Get yourself a prostitute. Uh, not in Vegas, by the way. You have to go outside. That's I'm just saying. Not you know, Clark dep- County. Yeah. If you want to just go out to nightclubs and party and look at pretty women, go to Phoenix. But if you actually want to get with the gals, go to Vegas because they're tourists or they're pros. Pros. Um, or come to Carson right? City. It's cheaper. Yeah, go up. No, no. Not that I, I would know anything about that. No, no. no. Bunny ride. Uh, <laughs> cost of living Vegas is cheaper than Phoenix, but Phoenix is still affordable. You don't have to live in Scottsdale. You can go to Glendale if you want. You can go. There's there's plenty of affordable places to live in Phoenix. Isn't Phoenix more sprawling than Vegas? Like it's just Very. way. Yeah. I think their basin is much larger. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Sam whiskey. Holy shit. Let's get through this. Cause I got like 15 minutes left and I haven't uh, even gotten through all my stuff. So let's, let's go through them and, and just hold off on the super chats guys. We, we save them for next time. We'll have another podcast later. All right. So for four ninety nine, Cappy, since president AOC will tax your septic tank, <laughs> this is for your compost toilet fund. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. She will tax my septic tank. The septic tank fund. We're, we're closing in. We're like, I think we got like 800 bucks raised so far. Wow. Between that and my subscribe star uh, things, of which I got to do uh, a road trip podcast for those guys. Uh, Ulysses Vasquez for Buck 99. Thoughts on the global price rise of what? Dureg? What's that? No, no, let me oh. look it up. <laughs> drugs? Ma- yeah, maybe he meant drugs. Uh, oh, maybe he gets a sensor if he tries to spell drugs. Uh, I, I didn't know there was a global price rise of drugs. Yeah, near did I. Uh, I guess I, I, 
supply well, chain issues uh, related to COVID, I'd say. Guys, uh, Durag is actually a uh, like a headscarf. <laughs> you got me. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, what do you call it? Like a go go to Amazon and type it. You'll see it. Okay, I... two rags. Yeah, it's like a balaclava or headscarf thingy. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I I have no opinion because I don't know. Cappy, do Boston and Maine in the summer from Cynic in Chief? All right, maybe I'll have to. Everyone keeps hounding me to go to the Northeast. I don't want to go to the Northeast. Sam Whiskey, again, identify as an Etruscan barmaid for reparations. Etruscan. <laughs> like an Italian, right? The Etruscans, weren't they those the people that came before the Romans? Yeah. Yeah. I think. There are some high-level references we are not getting today, like a Durag and an Etruscan barmaid. Uh, we're we're swinging and missing at a lot of these. That's it. Wait, I didn't get that one. Whatever you show, I don't have there. All right, Busaco man for three dollars. Uh, I'm sorry, three euros forty nine, not euros forty nine cents. Mister Celery, chances of civil war after elections very low, and if there is a civil war, it'd be very short. Uh, competent man, five bucks, a crisis of competence, zero hedge. The crisis of competence is increasingly visible, but delusions of grandeur still hold there. Crisis of competence. Maybe I got to look that up because that's why I'm seeing is a general decay of your average human unit going into a second world competency. Like just <laughs> her ordering food last night and the waitress just, Oh, what, what about, Oh, did you want this? How did you want it? And then the GF says, I could see your jaw clinching up. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I just, I know. Uh, Dre, yeah, for, yeah, Dre for five bucks. You mentioned you have a friend that got hit by an IED and got PTSD from it. How does he deal with it? Get, got over it if he did? He doesn't. That's the thing. He, he, needs, his, he needs his dog. Uh, he has to take medicine because he su- sustained slight brain damage. Um, not that he's all effed up or anything like that, but it affected a pituitary gland. And um, it threw off his his uh, neurochemicals, uh, obviously out of out of whack, and it sucks. He's got to deal with it. And so sometimes you go over there, and you know, you you got to kind of read him a little bit. And if he's really down, you be very lighthearted. You don't talk about heavy things. Other times he's in a great mood. Um, but that's how he 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 treats it with the dog. He also knows when he hallucinates their hallucinations. So he still has that consciousness about him. Like when he starts seeing things, he knows that's not real, but it still has got to freak the fuck out of you. You're sitting there at noon and all of a sudden you see someone in your house and you know, it's not real. So, um, that's, that's how he deals with it. I just Um, try to bring over cigars and my charming personality, which makes everybody fucking happy. (laughs) Trigger alert. Uh, Ronan Boyle for two pounds. What do you think of Walmart selling ASDA? What's that? ASDA. What's ASDA? God, guys. ASDA. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a British parent organization. Uh, it's let's, a grocery store? Let's see if somebody says that in the chat. Um, oh, they bought? Oh, it, it's a, yeah, it's a big chain store in UK, I think. Selling. Yeah, oh, they sold it. Oh, they sold a, a British so they own, subsidiary. They own it. Yeah, and they sold it. I, I don't know. Maybe they weren't making the profits. That's uh, in the it's, olden days when I was economist, I could answer these questions, but I, I don't really. Do you guys have Aldi out where you live? Yeah, I got my soda and my coffee there. 
Somebody in the chat is saying that this ASD is is like Aldi, um, like almost um, equivalent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike Obi four ninety nine is Reno good for young folks? Atham. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lake Tahoe is within driving distance. There is also San Francisco if you're into that. There is Las Vegas, and Reno itself is pretty good in my opinion. Uh, it's a mm. college town because we have UNR, so uh, decent looking women around. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, here's what I got to do. I got to go through some fan mail so I could clean this up. Otherwise, it's going to gnaw me. Um, so Leonard set up a fan club in Germany for me. Uh, it's German.Aaron.Clary.Fanboys group chat. I guess people could join us. Hey, David, David Hasselhoff of the German political world. Here is a little update on the German.Aaron.Clary.Fanboys. We are currently 12 people in total, and a couple of us had a Zoom meeting yesterday. We were five on the call. At some point, it was really, really cool. So yeah, I thank you once again. Check out the picture in this mail. Leo, there's a there's a picture of a bunch of German Hanyakers all giving the finger. So they're all having a good old time. And this is like a, over a month old email that I received. Uh, so Leonard, thank you for setting that up. And I hope the German fan club <laughs> uh, continues on. Uh, we had a East Indian dude uh, who I think is American. Uh, but of uh, East Indian ethnicity. He's a comedian. And so I wanted to go over the exchange we had. I asked him about um, doing stand-up in New York as, 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 and in particular as an East Indian dude. He says, hi, Aaron. I've been super chatting lately. It's my pleasure. You said I should reach out. I used to do stand-up in New York, did it for eight years, and a five-minute Rich Cooper video got me to drop the whole thing. One year later, I have fuck you money. Maybe I can guest on your show sometime. I'm not looking to promote myself. I just have experience at rel relative to Red Pill. Uh, so then he gave me Rich Cooper's, uh, video. He says the sales funnel has to make sense. David, there are a thousand comedians in New York city right now who crank out content, hoping a payout magically happens. I thankfully saw the benefit of abandoning the hope strategy on some core level. I was doing stand up for the girls It worked, but not in the way I expected. But honestly, there's a thousand reasons not to be a comedian. Every crowd since 2016 played like a Liz Warren rally. No, thank you. Identitarian complaining is really not my jam. Cancel culture is also very real. Here's a clip of me seeing cancel culture coming out in 2014 and still making the joke because I wanted the laugh. I used to be a podcast producer at the Comedy Cellar, which I did to get in front of the audience I respect. You only need to watch like a minute. Note the line where I say I'm never going to work again. And yeah, I, this you can't have free speech. I'm going to put this in the chat room for everybody so you guys can watch that. Um, Jeez, man. Max TV, TV, TV is way too nice. Okay, what? How much should we get now? 25. Holy shit. Thanks, Max. You don't have to, you know. Uh, I just want to know. And he says, I overthought the hell of stand-up when I was in the thick of it. Him and I were talking about how dance classes were kind of the same routine. You're just doing a comedy routine. Where people accidentally learn how to dance. I also performed fearfully because I was chasing professional success. I would put so many disclaimers in my act, talk too fast, and people could just feel my fear. I got a lot funnier when I quit, and I got way funnier once my financials got right. Dan Sauter once referred to it as backup gig confidence. So there we go. That's kind of cool. Um, I'm going to move that to the book, the archive. On my dying deathbed, I'll be writing a book on asshole consulting. <laughs> Uh, Dave Barnett, he's that guy who does the uh, <clears throat> business consulting over in Canada. 
before you buy a business, go talk to David Barnett. Oh, yeah. We've corresponded, actually. Yep, yep. So he says, just saw your video with chat about dating. Google embrace my feminine energy. You'll find a whole ecosystem of women and advisors who are trying to undo feminism in order to finally get a man. Lots of middle-aged, lonely women who have figured it out. I've met a few. Isn't this what exactly what you've been saying, Chad? That there's going to be so many leftover women? Oh, yeah. Man, there's going to be a slew of 40-year-old cat lady women living in a one-bedroom apartment. I mean, Ladies, if you're middle-aged, it is too late. Because what you want, or I'm sorry, what you have, what men want, is no longer there. You do not have it anymore. It, it's pointless, Dave. The echo chamber. Uh, I'm going to look that up. Embrace my feminine energy. We'll look that up too. We got Fred's request. I'm going to get to those this week. Anybody who has some asshole consultant requests this week will be playing catch up after all the stuff I've been doing. Embrace. Dre has one on Yuri Bezimov. Here's some good news. Stu, I said, I want a good news. Hey, Cap, I watched your video. Do I have to become Superman to date today? And you encourage us agents in the field to submit any positive dating reports. I'm dating a girl that is originally from Peru and could it be happier? I'm 42. She's 31 and has zero problems with the age difference. She generally wears dresses, put flowers in her hair in summer. Isn't that nice? Girls put flower in their hair. Remember that? <laughs> and is exceedingly kind and generous. She also actively makes fun of American women dressing sloppily, asking, ma acting masculine, and being obviously angry at men. One thing I wish she would do is take up weightlifting as that would really make that fat Latin ass pop but I have to respect that she does run and go to a gym and makes an effort to keep herself in shape, which is good enough for me as I'm not perfect either. I, I'd just be happy if women went to the gym. I'm staying frosty and keeping an eye on her for any signs of creeping Americanism. I have also let her know that I'm continually assessing this. Good, but for now, all is pretty good. I know the conventional wisdom in the manosphere is that the juggernaut of westernization cannot be stopped and all women, foreign or not, will end up obese with tattoos and gauged ears. But if a man is inclined to date, I would suggest he focus his efforts on non-white form women as the likelihood of contamination is at least less than 100%. This concludes the field report. Take care, Cappy. Well, thank you very much. Adam, that's what you've experienced, right? White, white gals don't talk to you? No, they fucking hate my guts. They hate you. They mm -hmm. hate you because you, yeah, you're so calm. They don't play ball. You know, if you want to be playful with them, they just don't get a joke. Mm -hmm. So they're too uptight. That's been my yeah, experience. Very uptight. You know, you want to play. Yeah, it just doesn't go well most of the times. Uh, it's not It's not a, for the most part, um, for uh, most interactions, it's not something I enjoy doing, so I just don't even try anymore. Mm -hmm. I keep, uh, go ahead, Chad. Oh, sorry. I just, do you got time for me to just give some very quick bit of advice to any female sure. listeners of yours? If you're using these apps, you know how women have a tendency to have these group photos so you don't know which one you're actually talking to? <laughs> I, I saw that in my research, yes. If you're going to do that, then you got to stop doing that when all your friends are better looking than you are. I've noticed a lot of women right. do that, and you're guessing. So when you finally figure out who it is, you're super disappointed, and it's an automatic no. no it's, <laughs> usually, it's usually the fat one in, in the group. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. There you go. That is how yeah. they know they're doing it, and that is how sad and desperate it has become. Is they're hoping you gamble? Like that's that's what that's what it is. Like Chad, remember that one time, that one time the the gal failed to mention she was a, a mom. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine how happy I was to get that surprise when I right in the middle of tax season I take an hour and it's like oh by the way I have a kid yeah see ya yeah yeah um, Nick Schulander. Hang on. Yeah, I just want to... No, we got Max. 
Uh, yeah, that was the one we were saying, like 25 yeah. bucks. And he said, well, I didn't put it someday. up there. I should... Thanks, Thanks Max. We will. Super, yeah. No, it was super generous. Nice. Yeah. Nick Schuliner for a buck 99. Cheers, gents. Nice shades. Now, what are these shades that you speak of? I don't know. We're not cool enough to know. We're not cool enough to know. Uh, it's, this a, from it's, David a, yeah? it's a reference to MLD. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, they're, 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 they're Versace. He was in the chat for a while. Yeah, oh, he was. was he? Right, yeah. yeah. He, he did a good seminar, too. Uh, good morning. This is from Dave Little. He's a regular uh, uh, guy on the Super Chats. Good morning, Cappy. Your podcast and books have changed my life for the better, and I appreciate your honesty when it pertains to career and financial decision-making. When I started subscribing and doing to your content, I was working a $15 an hour compliance job for a company in Pennsylvania. I worked primarily with an all-female office that was dirty with a comfort cat. I'm not making this up. There was a comfort cat. Uh, the commute was one hour a day, then eight hours behind a computer screen visiting things. Da, da, da. I don't want to identify him. The training style was trial by fire, and to be short and to the point, little to no training. Anyway, I quit two weeks in and was then coaxed back by the soy boy so-called friend who helped me get the job. Ultimately, I ended up looking for jobs, which I found uh, doing this. Again, I don't want to identify him. But due to COVID, the application process didn't get much uh, get back. The final, And the, then finally, calamity happened. I got a car accident. Insurance declared a total loss and paid out the remaining payments. It gave me the rest of my money. But to wrap this up, I'm leaving this job as of this week to work security at a place down the street from me at the same period. Look, he gets to walk to work. Huh? Gets to walk to work while continuing to take computer programs, uh, per, uh, certification classes to pursue a career. Uh, Cap, I appreciate your work and being the most realistic person next to David Goggins. You guys know who David Goggins is? Uh, who is it? I, I don't know. I was wondering if you guys knew. Oh, no. Finally, I did pick reconnaissance, man. Black man's got a poverty and bachelor pad economics. Thank you for your wisdom. Bro toodles. I got bro toodles. Bro toodles. <laughs> bro toodles. Right. Okay. There we go. So that will go into the book. Uh, <clears throat> Jacob writes, hi, just wanted to share that I took this summer by the horns today. Reconnaissance, right. I've been to 23 states and took my time hiking, just being free. Reconnaissance, man, really helped. Slept in my truck, did laundry, showered in my truck, and had a blast doing so. Favorite state was Vermont. Hope you hmm. visit there sometime. Thanks again. That's Jacob. All right. So Jacob did reconnaissance. That's pretty cool. Uh, this is not Jermaine. David Maloney. Boy, I got a lot of asshole consulting to do. There's going to be a lot of videos this coming week. That's good. So that's it. Yep. So that's it. I, I just need to clean that out. Um, and I think Sam done. Sam whiskey. Yeah. Sam whiskey, uh, dollar 99 Martin Van Buren, 2020 LOL. Uh, he was a president of the U S uh, after Andrew oh. Jackson, I think. Yeah. Okay. It was good. Uh, I like him. <laughs> the Mexican <laughs> knows our history better than us. I know. I feel a little, <laughs> um, Nick, what is this Nick Shoelander you speak of? Uh, one ninety nine. What are these dating apps you speak of? Oh uh, yeah, they're best to be forgotten. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, and the figures will be coming out. All right, that's it. I got to pee. I got to go. And thank you very much, gentlemen, for uh, spending your time here with me and help me clean this out. Thank you everybody for the super chats. Uh, finally, um, there are going to be. There's one 
publication already out. Another major publication is going to be coming out. Sanity is the future of wealth. I've published that both in paperback and Kindle. It'll be coming an audible book pretty soon in theory. Uh, Chad and Atham have a starring role in the book, so you may want to get <laughs> copies of it uh, right up there. But if you are pissed off at the left or you just like, oh, dang, I didn't read it because it was too long. Well, now you can get it. It's dirt cheap. It's as cheap as I can possibly price it on Kindle at three bucks and paperback. It's five dollars uh, fifty cents, I think. Uh, and I think I make a buck a book. Uh, so it's a short read. It's only it's less than an hour read, but uh, it will put you all in a better mood. And then in the future and in preparation for Christmas, I will be once we tighten up the figures with me and my actuary, uh, I will be publishing my results from the return on investment on the pursuit of women uh, with much more information than I did in the seminar, uh, which is only through rule zero. That'll be coming out as well. Uh, and that will save you gentlemen, a lot of your time and agony and your sanity. I think that will be the number one thing. Cause you'd be looking, I'm like, Oh, I'm not crazy. Which if you were wondering, you don't want it. You were never going to buy it anyway. No, you're not insane. It is that bad. So that's the short cliff notes version, but some of you may have an intellectual interest <clears throat> in the uh, numbers and that's it. Uh, gentlemen, promote your shit. Go ahead, Chad. Um, well, I don't want any of you to contact me right now, but my website is elkinscpa.com. Got a book on Amazon. My dad and I write a few books. They're uh, tax guides. So if you're interested, you can go there. Cool. Atham, what massive <laughs> online media empire do you have going on today? I have nothing. Don't contact nothing. me. <laughs> All right. Atham, take us out appropriately. Toodles. <laughs>